live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. On fire. And welcome back to the Death and Betrayal podcast, a Horus Heresy 30K podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Alex, and with me today is your co-host, Craig. Go ahead and say hi, Craig. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, good. How are you doing? Hot, sweaty, gross. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty steamy out there today. Uh, my truck was reading 31 degrees Celsius, and if you're an American, that's about 88 degrees Fahrenheit. I, I checked it before we did the podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, was, I was downtown um, at, at a clinic, mm-hmm. and I think my... My car was registering like 35 or something. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's hot. It's going to be hot again tomorrow, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, actually. I was in like kind of a bad area of town. And oh. <laughs> um, yeah, like the, the clinic I was going to has like a supervised consumption site in it. Okay. And so yeah. I'm parked and, and I'm on the phone uh, with one of my with one of my other reps. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> and uh yeah, she uh, this this woman just like comes up and knocks on the passenger side door. Like I watched her crawl out of her apartment, like kind of <laughs> over, like just wearing like just wearing knee high socks and like pink athletic outfit. She's oh. not young. Um, <laughs> and, and then just like knocks on my window and she's like, "Hey, uh, do you have a cigarette?" And I was like, "No, uh, I don't smoke." And she was like, "Oh, that's okay. Aren't you hot in this car?" And I was like, "Uh." Have air conditioning. She's like, "Oh, that's that's pretty good." I was just like, "Yeah, uh, well, I'm on the phone, so." <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was something. Uh, oh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah, one of the one of the more stressful sales calls I've had to make today. It was oh. today actually? Yeah, because um, everyone's just crowded around down in that area. And yeah, we've had like just an explosion of cases over the last week. Uh, yes, we have like, like a thousand new cases. So I don't know how September is going to be looking. But uh, I don't know. I don't know either. We're a little worried about the kids going to school because I mean, hey, let's all pack them into classrooms like sardines. I mean, kids yeah, germs <laughs> like it's uh, you know. Well, so I mean, I, I I deal with asthma a lot, and yeah. there's in asthma there's this this thing that we call the September spike. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because one of the major triggers for asthma are uh, new viruses mm-hmm. that you know you didn't come in contact with over the summer. In, in addition to the fact that September is a, is a bad month for pollen. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, kids go back to school in September, and then they get intermingled with all the cold viruses and, and respiratory viruses that they didn't come into contact with during the summer. Mm-hmm. And so when you combine, you know, these, these upper and lower respiratory illnesses with, uh, with pollen, then you get like a high rate of, of asthma attacks uh, yeah. in September. So, um, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll spread like wildfire, uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so we, oh. we may, may have to push it, uh, or maybe we'll just move it up and do it in August. Huh? I won't Ooh. be ready for August to be honest with you. Mm. Me neither. <laughs> um, yeah. It's fine. We'll we'll just push it. Maybe we'll do it in November instead of Hokkaido. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see how things are going come November time. To be honest. So, but. so in my infinite wisdom, I decided I wanted to paint my living room today. Well, that's okay. It's still painting, right? Counts as hobby progress. Well, save it. Yeah. <laughs> you, 
hobby progress. I'm using quotations. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the paint was, it was so hot. The paint was drying in the tray. So thankfully oh. I got, I got, it was, I did it early enough in the morning that yep. by, I was able to get it painted by about one thirty this afternoon. Just hard, went straight hard for nine, from nine till one thirty just to get it done because yeah, it was getting hotter and it was drying really fast, but it's done. Yeah. And it's the part one of about a bazillion parts. Cause we got to, we're going to paint the kitchen and the upstairs and the bedrooms and, Oh. I don't miss that. I don't <laughs> miss that. Um, actually, uh, a couple years ago, because the basement had to get painted, and yeah. uh, didn't paint my office. It's the only room that still hasn't been painted. Uh, actually, mm -hmm. no, there's a bed bedroom down here that hasn't been painted too. But uh, I just looked at it and I was like, I, I don't want to do this. And I just paid somebody like two hundred dollars to come in and slap a coat of paint on. Nice. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I did the upstairs. I don't want to do this again. <laughs> No, and because I, I, I had to paint the whole condo like, before we sold the condo too, so oh, geez, it was all, yeah. it was all painted out. No, I don't blame point. you on that one. Don't blame you on that one at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, so why don't you uh, throw throw down the agenda here, and okay. then we can, uh, we can we can get into it a little bit. Um, so first off, we're the usual intro, a little bit of hobby progress. I guess we'll chat briefly about Return to Isfahan because we don't know if it's going to go. Um, we've uh, we got a bit of a listener list, uh, kind of. It's a little little bit unique. It's more, these are the models I have. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm mm -hmm. having trouble theming it. So yeah. uh, you know, I'm going to suggest a couple themes uh, with a, a couple of the, the, the units and stuff that he's got well, in there. Well, at least he sent you a list. He sent me a picture and was like, what do I do with this? I was like. Uh, yeah, that's a little, that's a little tougher. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll read the list out uh, so you get okay. a good idea. Um, and, uh, and then you're going to go through some of the interesting terrain rules from yes, this event three. This event three uh, battlefield terrain rules. Man, these are going to be fun to go through. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I like these quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, our, our third segment is uh, a little up in the air because we're not doing this one live. Nope. <laughs> uh, summer, summer's getting in the way a little bit, so uh, yeah. we're, we're either going to uh, have a quick chat with uh, Miles David over at Little yeah. Legend Studio. He, yeah. he might he might take us through some uh, Blood Angel builds, Blood Angel themes. Mm, nice. Um, and and he might chat a little bit about his return to Isfan project as well. Yes, he's uh, doing Sons of Horus, isn't he? He is doing Sons of Horus. Yes, mm -hmm. um, Trader Sons of Horus. So he's yes. theming it around Ab Abaddon. Abaddon. Yeah. So, and then uh, you know, if if we can't connect with them this week, um, then uh, you know, if one of us has to cancel for whatever reason, mm -hmm. then we'll um, we'll dive into the Emperor's Children. And uh, yeah. if we can if we can link up with them this time, because uh, I know last time we were supposed to chat with them, I, I had a bit of a scheduling conflict and had to duck out. Um, it happens. But, uh, yeah. That's, it doesn't help that he's eight hours. Seven hours. From us. Seven hours. Seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Um, so, I mean, you know, when we record with him, we usually got to do it early in the morning. But yeah. Um, a lot of my lessons with him are quite early in the morning, actually. Oh, I know. Uh, seven, seven or 8 a.m. Um, but uh, actually, he's been quite accommodating. We've been doing them later now. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hit up a little bit of a wrap up after that. Mm, so, stick good. around to find out which, uh, which yeah. segment. At the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, when we're not going to put it our, in the show notes. We're going to put, gonna it, put it, it as part three. <laughs> part three mystery. Listen, you guys got to listen all the way. Find out what's going yeah. on. That's right. A boat's a so, boat. Mystery box could be anything. 
clean me a boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what have you been working on? Uh, yeah, um, I got uh, finished building the rest of my Mechanicum for Return to Istvan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so I got the uh, I got the um, Tech Priest all done up and converted. Um, I've got Caleb Desma done up. Uh, mm-hmm. Built a couple bonus Castellacs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they won't be in the list because they they don't uh, they're not allowed in the yeah. Istvan Driver Force Force organization. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I've got uh, four servo automata converted up with flamers, and I've got um, some servo automata with lazlocks. I'm just using thralls for it. Uh, nice. And then I've got yeah, and then I've got uh, seven myrmidons and um, two squad of thalax with destructor melt bombs, um, two cha- heavy chain blades, and uh, uh, multi melt in each one. Um, mm-hmm. I might swap out my magus reductor for another squad of those um okay just because uh i don't have a ton of troops mm-hmm. um and even though yes it's like 15 toughness five uh wounds with feel no pain on yeah. the thalax it, you know only having two troops could could get a little detrimental so um i don't like it, i i can still get the bonuses that i would get out of the magus reductor with yeah. um kind of the junior tech priest because they're tech priest reductors. Um, so mm-hmm. they can kind of give like, they can give a, a ballistic skill bonus to other units. Um, although I'm not really sure who they're going to give it to their servo automata, I guess. I don't know. Um, Cause uh, <laughs> uh, Myrmidons are already like ballistic skill five. So I mean, they're already hitting on twos. I guess yeah. I could boost them to ballistic skill one and then they can reroll their sixes. Yeah. Or, um, could. Nope. Or they can reroll their misses, but they only hit on a six. Yeah. Something like that. I can't remember. I have to look it up. It, yeah, it's so rare to get something that's that high ballistic skill. I find that even like even when I'm playing with the primer, I don't uh, I don't even remember his like ballistic skill reroll stuff or his weapon skill reroll stuff. Yeah. Um, it's such a commonly forgotten aspect of the game, I think. Um, well, there's so many rules you got to remember. Like. Yeah. It, hap- yeah. it happens. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. It's just just like when a ref lets him play, just play it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I, I finished my um, my Gareth Arendi Arendi uh, conversion. So he's he's the um, for those of you who don't know, Gareth Arendi is he he was the uh, commander of the Shadow Wardens. Um, mm-hmm. So those were the honor guard for Corvus Corax. Uh, I believe that and. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a common problem with the Raven Guards. A lot of the units get mentioned in like the lore, but then they they don't translate. Yeah. Um I mean, the more Dathan are in are in the Black Library novels and stuff as well. Uh, but I, I don't think there's any actual mention of Dark Furies. But we know that like, um, but we know from descriptions and like in you know in the the Compendium Korax and stuff mm. that the uh, the Honor Guard. The Shadow Wardens did have jump packs, mm-hmm. uh, and since they were they were meant to kind of keep up with and, and shadow Korax, um, it makes sense that they would also have Raven's Talons. Yeah. So, you know, I I kind of think that the Dark Furies are meant to be that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I I use the Raven's Talons off of the Dark Fury, mm-hmm. uh, off of the Chooser of the Slain, which are kind of like the curvy ones. Um, yeah. If you look up pictures of Gareth Arendi, uh, you know, some he's he's in some older art. Like some Blanchian style art, and okay, he's yep. got 
Yeah, he, d he does have like a red kind of command rope across his chest. So that, that works well with um, the Corvidae model. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, he, he is all black, but again, it's, it's older art. So you know, things have been updated since then. So I gave him the white command helm. And, okay. um, yeah, and then uh, I gave him magenta thrust, actually. So my old, my old Raven Guard, I mean, you've seen him. Yeah. Just kind of like here's an airbrush blue, and then yeah, an airbrush white <laughs> in in the center circle. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and I was I, I put up a poll uh, on Instagram, and, and thanks <laughs> to everyone who voted, but it came out fifty fifty. So I was it chatting with Miles about it, and I was like, man, I don't know what to do, so I just haven't done it. I was like, I feel like the blue is a little bit too much blue, and, uh, and I was like, uh, you know, I feel I feel the the orange might be too harsh. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, just go down the middle, use magenta. So I looked at my color wheel and I was like, oh, that is in the middle. It's like right in the middle between like blue and, the, blue and orange. Yeah. Yeah. The thrusting orange that you would use or the thrusting blue that you would use. Yeah. It's right in the middle. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, perfect. Um, you know, let's try it. Let's see how it looks. And uh, it looked awesome. Oh, uh, it so looks awesome. Gonna... I'm looking at it right now. Like I'm literally looking at the backpack right now on Instagram. Looks fantastic. Yeah, at DAB at the DAB podcast mm -hmm. on Instagram. It's uh, it's, so I did change it, everybody. Um, yeah, you did change it. <laughs> I did. Yeah, uh, I love it. Like, oh god, I love it too. It's so it's so different from what you mm -hmm. typically see, and just the the color like just came out so nice and rich. So I I, I appreciated with the white around like where where the thrust originates from. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just glazed in some magenta into the backpack and then mm -hmm. I just highlighted it with um like 50/50 magenta and pale blue gray. Yeah. Um, both of those are Vallejo model colors. Uh, okay. If anyone wants to replicate it and then I just picked out kind of the closest most raised edges near the thrusters with pale blue gray. Um, yeah, oh yeah, it looks great. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, it looks like it's an actual light source of light, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm a lot happier with it than I thought I was I was gonna be. Uh, mm. To to be honest, uh, so I'm I, I am quite I am quite pleased with it. It looks mm. looks pretty good. Mm. Um, so but now it's just got me even more jazzed to just keep working on Ravens. Nice, because um, I I want to uh, I, I want to get going on. Um, I want I want to use like a separate list uh, from what I normally run, and I think the jump list is is going to do it. So, um, looking forward and, to seeing and that. now, yeah, exactly. And and I think I might do all my Volkites in this color as well, actually. Yeah, just, just I, to tie yeah. the army together. Yeah, you know, actually, uh, I think I'm going to copy that because I was I got I picked up some Volkites for Dreadnoughts. And yeah. I think that purple would look really good as the for the Volkites. I think it would look really good. Ooh, you know that's a good thought because I bought the I bought the Contemptor body, but mm -hmm. like Forge World didn't have the fucking weapons. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I bought the body anyway. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll throw a Volkite on it. I'm having a hard time trying to kind of trying to decide what to put on. You put know, I on just, the Contemptor. I just uh, I wanted to go with. Uh, Volkites because it's something you, you just don't see. You never you never see 
Volkites. And I mean, it's always it's always the assault cannons. It's always Erlaz cannons. Sometimes plasma. I, I, I really, when I was originally going to go with plasma, but I was like, yeah, it's going to be a little overpowered in mm-hmm. in uh, Centurion rules. Like, really overpowered. So I was like, mm, let's tone it back. So I'm going to magnetize them so I can throw plasma cannons on there if I want to. I have, yeah. I have a love for I have a love for plasma yeah. cannons. So, that's so cool. is 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 it um, is it for your dark angels? No. Oh, okay. Um, it, yeah. It, it's the Volkites for, would fit for me well. Actually, it's for my sons of Horus. Oh, okay. And I see um, how I have already done a purple style or magenta style Volkites for my veteran squad. Um, because they have combi Volkite uh, bolters. Yeah, uh, it'll work out just fine. It'll work because oh, it'll, it'll it'll just keep going with the theme that I've already gone with. Oh, done with. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think actually the Volkites will work well because I'll probably end up using the the Contemptor. I would assume with like my Deliverers list. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I have a Volkite support team as well with Volkite Calibers, one of the underutilized caliber mm-hmm. units. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, th- I think they're good. They fit in a support squad. They're they're tough to use. They'd be good for Sons of Horus as well if you're running yeah. oh. long march because you'll what? get relentless in your own deployment zone, right? So you can kind of like move up to the edge of your deployment zone, and yeah. then you've still got a thirty inch range on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for um, sure. I do agree with that. That's a great point. Yeah, and they're strength six, so I mean they like they're they're pretty good. Um, Actually, that's a really good point. Yeah, like they're they're strength six. They're only heavy two. Yeah, um, and that's I mean still they, twenty shots strength six. You know, yeah, the flag rate. Yep. yep, exactly. I mean, you're hitting on threes, you're wounding on twos. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone gets close, like if somebody's running a jump list or a drop list, yeah, and they're within that that range for you to boost up, then bam, you're hitting on true. You're hitting on twos and you're wounding mm-hmm. on twos. And then if it's turn one, you're rerolling those ones. Yeah, Ooh. that yeah, would pretty suck nasty against a, That'd suck against a Blood Angels Day of uh, Revelations. Yep, that would really yeah. suck against them. Ooh, yeah, evil. It would be pretty nasty. Yeah, um, yeah. I did something different with my weathering powders too on this guy, and I'm not totally sold on it. It doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look kind of the way that my stuff normally does. Uh, it's fine. And I know it's fine. It's just bugging me. Um, but I copied mm. the uh, the Isfan Five recipe from GW because mm. um, there's there's two. They have two different Isfan Five dioramas mm-hmm. at um, at Warhammer World. And they have one that's like really really light. It kind of looks like my old Raven Guard. Um, yeah, yeah, the parched earth. Yeah, like that parched deserty earth kind of stuff, and then the other one's like a little bit darker, but it's more brown, and then the mm-hmm. the rocks are still kind of like this grayish color. So, um, I tried to just well, they they have the recipe. If you just Google it, if you just Google Isfan Five bases, it's like the first image that comes up. Okay, it's a picture from um, from White Dwarf. It's just Warhammer basing your models. Mm-hmm. So the left side's all like, I mean, it's still relevant. Like you could you could easily steal most of these. Actually, you could steal all of these. Um, bases on the left hand side for mm. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Okay. Um, for uh, these are Age of Sigmar ones, but I mean they would still work. Like one's the Realm of Nurgle. Mm. Like I mean, you know, you can still make that work. Uh, the Realm of Death actually, it's pretty much exactly what I was doing 
from okay. my old Raven Guard. It's got a skull. Mm. It's got the little tufts of grass. Um, yeah, yeah. It's got that cracked earth look. Uh, and then the Realm of Life. Um, I don't know. Sterling Mud looks okay. You could probably get away with using this one for Instant Five as well. And then the Realm of Fire would work for the Salamander's Planet. Okay. Hmm. But well, Instant Five is the top one. Yeah, it's uh, Astro Granite. You put the Astro Granite down. Uh, and then you paint the whole thing in Rakkarth Flesh, and then you give it a wash of Agrax Urshid, and then a dry brush with their Terminatus Stone Dry paint, Rhizo Rust. Mm-hmm. Um, I just used like a rusty orange color, and I just kind of hit it in random spots. And then you just coat the whole thing with like Typhus Corrosion, mm. um, which gives it kind of that muddy, darker, kind of black, kind yeah. of brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it it works out, it's, hmm. and and as far as I'm concerned, it's legit because it's in White Dwarf. No, I I so. feel you. <laughs> so I no neckbeard can come and tell me that it's not black sands enough. <laughs> <laughs> I follow the recipe. Take your neckbeard and walk away. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Get out uh, of here. So. uh yeah yeah perfect so um yeah i also submitted this guy for uh forge world has like a, a thread right now for like poster like crusaders come in many forms mm-hmm. poster crusader on here and i'm like this guy was in the great crusade man he's a vet <laughs> of the great crusade and then he got yeah. hunted for 630 days on his fan oh show me a better crusader show me show me anyone with more stalwart resolve Loken. Than this guy, no. Loken, Loken, Loken got lucky. He just no, got lucky. he didn't get nuked. Just luck. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Then he was a madman for like. It took Garrow and his peg leg to bring him back. <laughs> this guy he just w- stayed sane the whole time. Okay. And, and then spoiler alert: he sold out a bunch of iron hands and salamanders to escape. Wow. <laughs> He's yeah. so legit. <laughs> Sounds like a dick. You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, <laughs> no, they. So I, I mean, they they were getting overrun, and mm. the plan was like, you know, they'll cause a distraction. The Raven Guard will sneak in and grab the lighters, mm. like the Arvis lighters, uh, and then come back and get them, and then they'll all go up to the planet. But they wouldn't have been able to actually get to them mm. and pick them up because uh, an Arvis lighters pretty fucking flimsy yeah uh so instead they just took off went into orbit took the took over the ship that they mm. landed on and then got out of there just left those guys to die they don't feel good about it they're not happy about it <laughs> well i'm I, i'm sorry that they felt bad for it afterwards i'm sure they felt bad while they were doing it too <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. He's a cool yeah, unit. It's a cool looking um, model. I like him. Yeah, he's did a wonderful job on him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, how about you? What have you been working on? Ah, uh, I have not been getting as much done as I would like. Last week, I've been trying to give myself a uh, a challenge to get one squad done a week. Yeah, and uh, I failed last week miserably. It was a it was a busy work for me. I only had two days off. I worked uh five days and those two days off were busy with family so the week before i got uh five cataphracti um terminators uh using done and i used the uh butchers the red butcher bodies 
because they, they have all the insignia on, on them. And I had started them a while ago and I was just like, I knew it was time to like finish them. So I got them done and uh, I think they turned out fantastic. I'm really happy with them. I actually uh, picked up the orange and brown leather from uh, scale 75, their paints. And, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got that. I've got that kit. Um, uh, I didn't get the kit. I just got two paints. Just, I just wanted to try it. I picked it up from a local hobby store, uh, Red Claw Gaming. Get I, I want to get the kit now because I'm looking at them and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them. They're, they're on my desk here and I'm like, wow, they look legit. Like the yeah. tassels on it. Oh man. Perfect. I love it. Uh, the, the Terminators turned out really well. Um, they're not for my Istvan list. Uh, Istvan three list. <laughs> they will no. be in my Istvan five list. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm planning on going loyalist world eaters um, for for our event. Yeah, fingers crossed it happens in September. We'll see. Yeah, if not, uh, we'll just be a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, so I got them done, and then I started working on a ten man assault squad, uh, Mark Five assault squad. And yeah, let's get that there. Uh, got the blue and the white done. Blue and the white done, and the shading. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as I got. And I was super busy today painting the house. So yeah, unfortunately, sometimes life gets in the way, man. So unfortunately, I am now two weeks behind. I am going to hopefully get some work done on them uh, tonight or tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. Fingers yeah. crossed. Uh, for sure on Friday. Friday, I'm hoping to get them finished. Because they're far enough along that I should be able to get them done. I just need to get the backpack sprayed. I uh, use a three system paint for the blue. Um, I start with uh, uh, Army Painters Deep Blue. Well, actually, I start yeah. with Black Primer. Then I go with uh, an Army Painters Deep Blue. Then I move up to uh, bringing, spraying about three quarters of the way down with uh, Vallejo Model Game Air Magic Blue, which is yeah. the main blue for the for the the shoulder pads backpack stuff like that and then at oh, the yeah. very top at a very and i mean the very top of the of a zenith highlight i go with uh electric vallejo game air electric blue and i mean it's the very top now it looks when i first when i first spray it you can see all three colors very distinctively mm-hmm. i give them a gloss coat i do my shading with uh Tamiya's panel liner, black panel liner. Yep. When I dull coat them, bring back to get rid of the shine, that's when the colors kind of blend into each other and you don't see yeah. the distinctive color change. And that's when you get it like it's always shocking when I first spray them uh with with the airbrush. And I'm just like, oh geez, this is oh, I don't know if this is really gonna work. And I every time I don't know why I've done I've been doing this blue for a while now and it still like catches me off guard every time I do it. And then as soon as I do the wash, bring it down with the mat, then it's like everything kind of just blends in together and you don't see the changes. And I'm like, ah, I hit the blue again. Did it perfectly. Uh I'm really yeah. ha- I love I love the blue. I've been getting a lot of people asking me how to do the blue. It's super easy. Uh it just I've been really working with uh learning uh, not so much learning. I've been using a air, an airbrush for a while now, but you know, just trying new techniques uh, mm-hmm. to challenge myself. Um, and that's one of the things I'm actually going to be doing uh, with a new horse that I picked up. Oh. Um, 
I mean, you were talking about doing something simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so actually, uh, it actually involves Miles as well. Yeah, it does. Uh, in, in a roundabout way, he's not doing it with us, but well, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's coaching me through it. So, <laughs> so just a quick little rundown. I am a Patreon supporter of Miles, a little legend, yep. and I have the fifteen dollar a month one. I I know I'm not a big like a you know big supporter, but I, I support him and I like his work. So what I've been what I'm planning on doing is using one of his uh, Sons of Horus tutorials to paint my horse in the Sons of Horus green and not the black. At yep. the same time, you're working with him with one on one painting, and you're doing. I'm doing a fulgrim. Oh. I'm doing a fulgrim right now. Um, you sent me hopefully. pictures of him. Oh my <laughs> god, he's sexy and make love to that man. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, the helmet helps a lot. The helmet does help <laughs> a lot. I don't like his face, so I'm glad you went with the helmet. Yeah. Uh, well, now I'm on like a kick. I want to try to get as many helmets for Primarchs as I can. Um, yeah, you were saying no. you're you're like I lost on a helmet for Russ and uh, who else was there? Uh, I'm trying to figure out one for Corax. That's uh, kind of mm. why I bought the Dreadnought. I was like, I, can't, I think I'm going to press mold the Dreadnought head. Mm. Might be too big, but might not. Um, hmm. uh, yeah, um, I found that uh, Custodes and Primaris heads are usually about the right size um, for the most mm. part, but the like beaky helmets and stuff just aren't... They're not like... Uh, embellished enough i guess you'd say mm. they don't have enough filigree on them yeah i hear you um, they're not up to primark standards yeah not for korax anyway like uh there's like the, the blade guard ancient i got my hands on one of them mm -hmm. uh, from the from the new box set and um his helmet kind of looks like a dawnbreaker's helmet but it has like a halo added to it okay uh so i think i can make something for sanguinius out of his helmet Okay, cool. Um, which will be like my game piece for Sanguinius will have a helmet, and then my display piece won't. Um, okay. The display piece, obviously, on the display base, skewering mm. that uh, demon brute in the mouth. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then Russ, I'm not, I'm not really sure what to do. I might just if if the head's the right size from a dreadnought, mm -hmm. I might just press mold the dreadnought head and just leave him with the snarling vent mm. on the front, and that might be fine for someone like Russ. What? What if you were to do something like you know how they have those those uh, leather leather skull caps? What if yeah? You were, what if you were to find something that you could do that with? I mean, you know? if I was yeah, if I was gonna do that, um, which actually I might do this on his unhelmeted version, because mm -hmm. um, I think like so. I mean, my army is primarily based around Prospero for the wolves, mm -hmm. uh, so I like the thought of him not having a helmet on because he's kind of you know pissed and executing a mandate mm -hmm. um and uh and then i don't try to have then i don't have to figure out like a helmet for magnus um, okay. which makes sense because i mean magnus is walking around with bare arms it looks like he kind of just like grabbed some of his armor and then went out yeah. to meet ross um, yeah i hear you yeah so i mean when they're when they're locked together they'll look good without helmets um and then i want to do a conversion down the line for uh Russ with the spear Mm -hmm. And that one will have a helmet because he's described as wearing the helmet because they're walking around in void warfare. Um, but uh, maybe what I'll do, like if you you can Google um, like the I think it was the Berserker from For Honor. 
mm-hmm. and they have like they have like a leather mask that kind of just covers the the eyes and a bit of the forehead and a bit of the cheeks and um maybe i'll maybe i'll green stuff one of those onto russ onto okay. his bare face um or his unhelmeted head uh and may, maybe i'll do something like that because that'll tie him in with some of the other some of the other army and then that'll, that'll help me <laughs> that that'd be the only model i think i was going to do in the army that wasn't going to be converted hmm. so that i can do and you know no model unconverted for an mm. entire army, um, which means I'll probably have to make my own wolves of Russ, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I'll figure something out with them. I guess those yeah. might be. baby steps for right now. Yeah, I'm not worried about them. They'll be like the last things that I do. So uh, and I, then obviously vehicles and stuff. I won't convert too much. I remember seeing. Oh god, it was probably oh, I want to say five six years ago. It wasn't even on Instagram. It was on Facebook. A gentleman painted up horse it was a magnificent magnificent paint job of horse and he put it up and he had a helmet on on horse and the helmet fit it so well and i wish i'm gonna actually do some i'm gonna search for it because i want to find out what that helmet was because that helmet was the shit for horse like it, it worked really well um now i gotta go looking for it Jeez. yeah uh there's one that somebody 3d printed that kind of has like the long snout that one looks pretty good it was it was almost um, like it had two gas masks, like two uh, filters on either side. Um, they yeah, weren't I'm looking like, at one right now that's got that. Kind of looks. Yeah, I'll send it to you right now. Copy image. <laughs> this part is live, guys. Yeah. Um, this one just looks like it was 3D printed, which means yeah. you can probably it's on Artist Station, so you might have to pay for the sculpt. But then I know a few, I know some, uh, well, maybe it's this one that you were talking about. Um, it's painted in Sons of Horse Green as well. Where are you sending them to me? Oh, there uh, they're are. in Discord. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the artist station one, like, I mean, Chris Geron could easily. Yeah, that's it. You found it. You found it. This that's one? It. I have the no idea one. what helmet that's from, man. That's it. No oh, idea. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I've never seen that helmet before in my life. Uh, that might be the That's... dreadnought helmet, actually. I'm gonna have to check because I I'm do gonna, have. The... I'm gonna go to Forge World right now. I'm already there, baby. Because <laughs> my internet was not working well earlier. I was trying to play. Uh... <laughs> I was trying to play. Uh, what was it? Um, Counter Strike. It wasn't working. Uh, it's not the dreadnought helmet. It is not the dreadnought helmet. The dreadnought helmet looks pretty cool though. Kind of looks like it has a crown on it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, right. I don't know, I'll take a look, I'll see what I can do. Uh, Horus might be a little bit smaller, though, so that, that one definitely might be too big, but um, there also might be, like, a Custodes helmet that would work, because if the Blade Guard helmet doesn't work, then I'm going to use a Custodes 40k Terminator helmet for Sanguinius. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to do some research. I want to get started yeah. on him soon, so I'm going to have to do some research quickly. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, So for sure. Wait. But yeah, so hobby progress. I didn't get as much done in the last two weeks as I would like. Um, but I think uh, I have a three-day weekend coming up here. Uh, so Friday, I'm hopefully, oh, yeah, that's going, right. to, I'm hopefully going to get the, that Assault Squad done. And I'm going to start hopefully start working on finishing up my uh, – uh, uh, what do they call Assault Squad? Uh, 
uh, the assault squad I'm going to get done, the uh, destroyers. Oh, destroyer yeah. shrine. So I may well see. I added, I when I painted them up, I did the shoulder pads and the backpack in blue. Yep. And they weren't blue. They were all black, black from head to toe. Ah, oh, whatever. Okay. So I I've been You're debating. Hobby. I've been debating Don't go back about. And yeah, that's true. Uh, don't don't go back and paint it. Because really, at the end of the day, all I have to do is the tri- the detail work on the Forge World shoulder pads for the Insignia shoulder pad, mm-hmm. and then do the weathering on them, and they're done. Yeah. So, so don't don't go back and do it, man. It's gonna set you back. You're gonna be annoyed, and then it's just gonna fatigue you. Yeah. Just yeah. Just put them right. on. It's fine. <laughs> like it looks good. It's the it ties it to the rest of the army. Yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes in the hobby, we have to kind of forego the, the absolute historical accuracy of it and yeah, do, do something a little else just to, just for, for coherency and for, for the art's sake. Right. Um, that's, that's the same reason I went with the, the games workshop is fan five bases instead of my like usual kind of dark, mm-hmm. dark grayish brownish, um, which arguably, if you're a purist, you could say it looks more black sands. That's the stuff that I do on my Mechanicum mm-hmm. um, could be more black sands than uh, than normal, mm-hmm. um, or than the ones that I did. But one that I do, that I that I landed on, it's a little more brown. It ties together with the model a little bit uh, mm-hmm. without overpowering it the way that the lighter bases kind of used to. No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't worry about it too much, but no, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, but yeah, so I am going to be doing Horus in uh, Horus Green, the Lupical Green. I do have a couple bottles of actual Forge World because I, I went into full panic mode when they did the last chance to buy. And oh yeah, like ten bottles of each, and I now you went... can get them through Citadel Paint. Yeah, but. <laughs> My, my my thinking was at that at that point in time I had just started my sons of Horus army, yeah, and I was like freaking out like I had barely anything. And I was like, oh my god, I, if they sell the, if they get rid of this paint and I can't use it, and I've already like already had already bought in like two bottles of each, and I was like, I'm gonna never be able to copy this again. I, I just freaked out. I was like, ten of each, order now, <laughs> and I'm happy. I have I I have I have probably five bottles of each left maybe more oh perfect you're done you can do a whole tank a thousand points oh i could yeah. well i mean they are done you, you could you could do another ten thousand points oh yeah i could easily do another ten thousand points <laughs> could easily do another ten thousand points uh but yeah, yeah. so i'm, I'm going to be using uh the horse lupical green and using some techniques from uh mile or little legends uh painting patreon, tutorial. Right? yeah patreon yeah. Which I highly recommend, guys. I highly recommend it because the tutorials are fantastic. Uh, like even his video tutorials are really in depth, and they've really helped me take my painting to the next level. And I'm like I said, I'm only doing like the fifteen dollars a month. Um, and he's got PDFs, and he's got weathering tutorials, and he's got like the basics and the essential things you're gonna need. And I mean, it's really improved my painting just from watching the tutorial so i can only imagine what it's like when you're having that one-on-one with him like you've been doing which i mean your painting has gone from being phenomenal to like like 
Yeah, it, was, it was only okay before. <laughs> it was only okay before. Um, hey, you're, you're a good painter. You're understating yourself. You're a great painter. Um, your armies have always stood out, especially your emperor's children that you did. So yeah, don't yeah. undersell yourself here. Uh, well, now the new fulgrim is going to look real good, but um, mm, hopefully yes. I don't get too sucked into painting the purple. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to go back down that road. Um, but uh, speaking of Sons of Horus, we do have a listener list for Sons of Horus. Um, Shout Ryan out to Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, we talked. You know, this is the first time he's been an active participant, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> his name comes Sorry. up a lot, but yeah. time he's an active partic- participant. That's right. Uh, yeah, so uh, Ryan uh, has provided us with a list, hey, guys. This is uh, these are all the things that I have, and I'm having trouble coming up with a theme for my Sons of Horus. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the list is decent, but it doesn't have any life to it. I was wondering if you guys can help me out and give me an idea of a nice theme to tie together with what I've got, and if there's anything else that I would need to tie that in. So let's take a peek at what he's got here. He's got a 15-man tactical squad. Uh, mm-hmm. Sergeant has a lightning claw. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like lightning mm-hmm. claws. So do I. Yeah. Um, I like Raven's talons more, but you know, not well, everyone can yeah. have them. Not everyone can have them. <laughs> It gives you rending in addition to the shred and master crafted, so it, uh, it's a good bump. Wadi uh, freaking da. Well, it lets you hit first, right? So I mean, if you're up against that artificer sergeant, you can fish for that six and uh, get him out of your way. Yeah, get rid of that power. Hit you back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's got another 15 man tactical squad. Sergeant mm-hmm. has a power sword and a plasma pistol. Okay. Uh, so that's good. They're they've got a little bit of flavor to them. I like that. Mm-hmm. A uh, 10-man veteran team with a maul, axe, and sword. The sergeant has a fist and a plasma pistol. Interesting. I'd probably want to, yeah, I'd probably want to make those weapon master vets wherever you yeah. put them. Yeah, um, for sure. 10 reavers with volkites, chain axes, jump packs. Interesting. One power fist. And the chieftain has a axe, I assume a power axe. Um, I like I, that. Yeah. It's steamy. Um, yeah. You don't see enough reavers with volkites. No, uh, I'm just an energy weapon different. nerd anyway. <laughs> uh, five cataphracty terminators with an axe and a plasma blaster. Uh, sword slash combi bolter. Um, two of them have double claws, I'm guessing. And the sergeant has a hammer and a volkite. That's an interesting unit. Um, yeah. Very individualistic. Yeah. Uh, I'm, sure we, I'm sure we can find somewhere for it. Um, Five, so plasma support squad with five, five man, five man mm-hmm. missile support team. Okay. Uh, that would be a heavy support team. Yeah. With the missiles. Uh, five Jesterans, one with a multi melta. Um, I'm not. I, I don't know too much about them. They can take a multi melta. Oh yeah. Oh goddamn. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty all right. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Look at that, multi-multi or a heavy flammer. Okay, cool. Um, you'll probably want that guy deep striking. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> chain fist, uh, two fists, or three fists, one sword, and the rest of combi bolters. Um, okay, so Sergeant's okay. got the sword, combi yep. bolters, power fist. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I load mine out. Actually, I have yeah. some chain fists in mine. Two chain He's fists. got one chain fist, yeah. Uh, uh. Two quad mortars. Uh that's good. I like quad yep. mortars. I love quad um, mortars. 
two leviathans it's a little nasty Ooh. might have to put one of those into one of your other lists there bud Ooh, uh, Jesus, not gonna not gonna make any not gonna make any friends with two leviathans here's uh, the thing here's the thing you haven't said anything about them being in draw pods so that means they're foot slogging they are foot slogging i guess siege drill and grab flux and then the other one can have anything but only one of each weapon so and any combination but okay just quickly talking about that before we go any further because i don't want to shit on him because yeah. he's got two leviathans they are walking and all their I weapons will. are short range okay shorter range yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, if not if he puts the quad auto cannon on the other one um <laughs> with the thunder yeah yeah a little uh, tip there uh two rhinos land raider proteus dreadclaw drop pod forest abaddon loken malagurst master yeah, signal command character with axe and either standard or a jump pack, and a character with a power claw and a chain sword, which could be a paragon blade. Yeah, you can make one, make one side. You can make the chain sword a paragon blade, make the power claw just a power claw. Mm-hmm. Um, get that bonus attack. Mm-hmm. Now you got a if like if you're a praetor, it's a nice seven attacks. Mm-hmm. Digital mm-hmm. lasers, digital lasers on the charge. And you can switch. You can uh, decide if you need to use a fist or. Or you know, Paragon Blade. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. more multitasking. He can multitask mm-hmm. a little better. That's not bad. A little point heavy. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a little point heavy, but you know, that's okay. That's okay. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's definitely got enough here to make like well over a three thousand point list. So I mean, we can cut some of it out. Like the the first thing I would cut out would probably be the Dread Claw. Um, my my reasoning on that is that you don't have any other drop pods here. Like I know I know that the Sons of Horus made use of them and they kinda were the proprietors of the Dreadclaw, I guess. Uh, but so I don't know. Like to me, it's it's the same thing that bugs me about having a Leviathan in a drop pod when the rest of your army isn't in a drop pod. Um I just feel like it's it's out of theme. Right, okay. like you're you're doing everything else. Like, I mean, you know, we've got. I mean, may, maybe not. I mean, there's nothing really that he could put in here except for maybe. I know he's. Like yeah, I know he's support team. Yeah, that's exactly what he needs um, to put in there. But I mean, I would so, sooner use it for, like a contemptor. Hey, well, hear, 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 um, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Let's say he's playing a game, a little bit of a bigger game, 25, 3,000 points. He's, he's decided he's going to run Horus. And Horus is with those Just Aaron's. And Horus gets yeah. to decide when he wants to come in. So you have yeah. your Dreadclaw drop in, soften up whatever Horus is about to F up when he comes in. They're a suicide squad. I mean, you can. Yeah, even... that's an expensive suicide squad, though. I, Matt, I, I run a five man plasma yeah. support squad in a Dreadclaw. It's worth every penny of it. Okay, I mean that 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 could be the case, but to me, like again, it just doesn't fit theme wise. Like it's kind of on the fringe of it. I mean, I guess like you know you're gonna have your one squad of deep striping Justaren, mm-hmm. and, and you know with or without Horus and Abaddon. But even if it's Horus and Abaddon, you're only at seven models deep striking, and then you're just kind of throwing a Dreadclaw in there to be like, okay, here's my Alpha Strike of plasma support guys getting out like and if you're going to do that why you know i mean if you're trying to be competitive with it which again isn't you know my jam yeah i hear you um why not swap the plasma support for a melta support 
Well, the, pl- the, the plasma cost. The plasma support is more for terminators. The yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, but how many terminators are out in the open first turn? Because the dread, the dread claw has to come down first turn. It still has dreadnought or drop pod yeah. assault. Yeah, right? but you don't have to get out first turn. No, you don't. So you fly but, around until something squishy gets out of their tank. I agree with you. But, but I, I mean, you're I right. That to me, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit with anything else, right? That's why well, I no, try he, to like. Why I don't like the lo- that's why I don't like the Leviathan in a drop pod trick. I know it's super good. Like, yeah. But I mean, it, you know, it seems well, I, to me I, like his issue is that he doesn't have any life in this. So I, I I hear I hear what you're saying. So let me just let me just play devil's advocate. You're saying that. And I'm not, I'm not, I hear what you're saying. I understand. And I do agree with you. So I'm not shitting on you. Uh, that no. because the dread, it's you're shooing horning in the dread claw because of how effective it is. And rather than building a theme around the whole army. Yeah. That, that's, exactly. that's where, that's where your yeah, problem is. Lying. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. Like I like, I, you know, Horus deep striking with the Justerian works for me. Um, mm. I mean, these, these five cataphracti that he have. Mm-hmm. Let me look at my book because I don't know just Darren very well. Um, okay, I mean they can't they can't take uh, a plasma blaster, mm-hmm. but uh, damn they can't take a Volkite either. But whatever, nope. take three of the guys out of that and mm-hmm. roll them into your just Aaron. Um, you know or shit. All right, I just found a way to fucking put the dread claw in there, I guess. Okay, I'm I'm here. Yeah, I'm if, if he wants to use the dread claw and he wants to kind of keep it in a theme, what I would do mm-hmm. here is I'd knock these tactical squads down to ten mans, mm-hmm. put them inside the two rhinos. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the the Phobus would be better as a land raider, but whatever, it's fine. Um, Put the put the vets or the plasma team, the plasma support team, in the land raider. In the land raider, um, I would actually probably put the plasma support team in the land raider, and then, and then put the vets. Give in it the, the explorator augury web. No, mm-hmm. um, put your five cataphracti terminators inside the dread claw. Okay, and then take Horus and Abaddon and Malagurst. Mm-hmm. Um, put Malagurst in the Land Raider with the support squad. With the support squad, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know you can that that will then make your Reavers and if you can take the vets in this um, in some way. Um, how many people is that? That's one, two, yeah, and then I mean you could. This character with a power claw and a chain sword, or with the axe and either a standard or a jump pack. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, getting pretty, you're, getting, you're getting pretty point heavy on the HQs at this point. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, it's Hero Hammer, right? It's the Edge of Darkness. Um, well, okay. <laughs> but I mean, Malagurst will make your Reavers scoring, and mm-hmm. then he actually moves your. He moves your cataphracty terminators and into it's, the um Horus does it too. Uh I'm thinking long march, but yeah, Horus will move them into the 
Troop choice. Into the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you don't have to take Malagers, but no. um, we, we just don't see them enough, so I like it. I do agree. And, I do agree. I like I do. the fact of, because this, this, so this, this theme is kind of the spear tip followed by which is creating your anvil but now your anvil is driving at you in two rhinos and proteus mm -hmm. right um which is nice because a triangle you can make a little spear out of it <laughs> mm -hmm. right and then you can if, if you need to you can have the leviathan or one leviathan or both leviathans walking up i don't know depending on your point value or you can have the quad mortars and the missile team um in I... in the back line because now yeah. your heavy weapons you're gonna get relentless in your in your deployment zone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which will help um so if you need to re if you need to move those missile launchers a little bit just do that and well, then you, you as can keep you're the missiles forward the the spear tip inside the vehicles with you know maybe the leviathans walking up becomes your hammer and then you need an anvil to strike on that hammer and mm -hmm. that's the um the five terminators in the drag claw and horus deep striking alternatively you could ditch the drag claw and give them a warmonger okay so i like that better to be honest with you because the dread claw doesn't again like even even in that even in that format yes it's kind of themes but now it's all deep striking terminators um it's malagurst on the ground coordinating the spear tip coordinating the the team moving forward on the ground uh and then horus just Aaron and terminators deep strike in and start causing havoc to kind of create a pinch on okay. your your enemy, right? And okay. that that to me fits their tactics pretty well. So I would do things a little bit differently. I don't have the list of stuff right in front of me right now, but uh, I would be running long march. I would put the five man missile squad behind cover and move them out when needed because they're relentless. So they're going to be firing at full effect. So don't worry about as long as you're in your deployment zone. Keep them in your deployment zone. Mm -hmm. uh, I would keep Horus coming in with a Just Aaron, like you said. Uh, Malagurst, oh man, I would almost, I'd have him in the Land Raider with the Reavers. The I'd reduce the fifteen man tactical squads to ten men. No, he's 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 in the Land Raider. You want to put him in the Land Raider with the Reavers? Oh, the Reavers have the jump packs, don't they? Uh, yeah, I, don't I believe so. I don't have the list right in front of me. I, I, yeah, I, I can't. They do so have I, jump packs. Okay, but, so I mean, even, put them even, with the vets, even if they didn't, though, I mean, that's a close combat squad. You don't really want them. I mean, I guess they have Volkite. Um, maybe they have Volkite chargers. Okay, either you way. You just said Volkites. Either, either way, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to... It is the Volkite trying, charger, yeah. So, I'm I mean, trying it would to go, work. I'm trying to go over the in my head without actually seeing the physical list because I mean, like I said, yeah. he sent me a picture, and that's not giving me enough information. Yeah. Um, yeah. No worries. So, I liked everything you said, but I, I think, the vets, in the Dreadclaw, scrap one of the Leviathans. You don't need to. You're just being a dick at that point. Um. The Proteus, Landrader Proteus. I love that Landrader. I think it looks great. It's the old style, old school style um, yep. Landrader. So I love it. I, it is not an assault vehicle. So no. that's why the, I wouldn't put the Reavers in there. Yeah, I, I you put the uh, I, support, squad. Right, support squad in there. Um, and because you're going to have people targeting that Landrader. And 
it's it's still got 14 armor all the way around so it has that survivability um because if they don't target it they've got a land raider and they're coming at them with a five-man plasma gun squad um so (sighs) i mean here's the thing too right like malagurst also allows you to take vets as troop choices Mm-hmm. Right, so I mean, you're troop heavy uh, already. You you are troop heavy, but um, does Horus let you take uh, vets as compulsory troops? Yes, I believe so. God of uh, battle, tip of the spear, uh, veteran tactical squads, maybe cho- taken as troop choices in the army. Yeah, I mean. That to me like, I'm not, I'm not, troops. I'm not. I'm um, not. Com- I'm not complaining. I'm not saying that he's. Yeah. The troop. Well, no. But what I'm saying is, like, if you wanted to, you could realistically swap those tactical squads inside the rhinos for veteran tactical squads and give them the scout. Mm. Now you get a quick. You can just zip up. And fucking. Okay, but but here in the here, rhinos. Let's go back. Let's go back to this. I, I think. Remember how you were saying that you give him a warmonger instead and put that. Um put that him with the terminators yeah i dropped i dropped drop abaddon altogether you don't need abaddon um in this list you're already fairly point heavy into aqs um and it's just it feels like you're just trying to shove shoehorn him in no i'm not saying you i'm just saying yeah shoehorning well, him. i mean we're yeah totally but we're trying to give we're trying to give this list a little bit of life right and characters yeah, but, but, but hear, way to do that hear, hear, hear me out i mean you've got all these special characters I mean, you only need so many special characters, but I would drop the Warmonger and keep the Cataphract, the regular Cataphractite Terminators in the drop pod because they don't have the luxury of using a teleport, you know, teleporter with Horus and his Just Aaron. You, you hear what I'm saying? Like, like Yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying, but I mean, I'm still trying to find a way to get the, the Dreadclaw out of there because I don't, I don't like it in a list. Like, it's the only drop pod. Like, okay, guys, load up one drop pod. The rest of us are going to, like, drive in. And then some of us will deep strike. Some of us will use the well, teleporter. Okay, but... But, but, you, but you plebs can take the one drop, the one Yeah, drop because, pod because they're not, they're not, they're not Horus and nah. his Terran. You're, you're, you're trying yeah, to make, you're, you're yeah, trying know, to make but, it... Yeah, I man, I'm sure it's got more than one teleporter. Well, I hear you, <laughs> but, but, but they're the plebs. They're just regular Terminators. They don't have the luxury of Horus and his teleporter. Plebs don't I, I, get Terminator armor. They don't get tactical dreadnought. Well, armor. compared to compared to <laughs> compared to just Aaron's, they're plebs. Yeah. Okay, but that's <laughs> besides the point. Then you know what? Just get rid of the the five man Terminator squad altogether with the Dreadclaw, and yep. fill yeah, it in with something else. Tear them both out. Yep. Tear them both okay out. That too. Yeah. Because I mean, um, shoehorning I mean, them in with a warmonger, it's just yeah. it, it 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 feels like all you're doing is you don't want the dread claw so here's option b it's the lesser of two evils that's my opinion it is the lesser of two evils but you've also got you've also got another deep striking terminator squad so you're just kind of putting the other side of the blade right yeah um, but you're also or the giving, other hand of horus right you're also just giving them a full turn to shoot at your five-man terminator squad and this is coming from personal experience ain't going to be a five-man Terminator squad when they're done shooting at it. It's going to be like a two- or three-man Terminator squad, and their effectiveness unless, has gone unless down. Unless they come in on the same turn that Horus and his buddies come in. And like if you if you can get the Reavers, and with the, with the Proteus, if you have the, um, if you have the, the yeah, yeah. Explorer Augury web, yeah, then you can give yourself plus one to... No, it's just plus one. You can give yourself plus one to reserves yeah. instead of negating their reserves by one. So... Yeah. 
I mean, you know, now you're coming in on a two instead of a three. And then even if they're giving you a negative, you're still coming in on a three. So a good chance you'll get at least two units, if not three in. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, especially if you've, you know, flat outed the other units up in the rhinos, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to force some hard decisions. Like, do I go for oh, Horace I- and his buddies or do I go for these regular, um, these regular terminators? Right. And then in, let's say they go after Horace and his buddies. They're not going to kill them more than likely. No. They're not going to kill them. No, let's right? say so now all of a sudden turn the next turn. Those, those um, guys are in, right. They're, yeah. they're into combat and they're chewing something up and mm-hmm. distracting you while you drive the troops around to grab objectives or mop stuff up. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, right? This, this is kind of part of the problem. If, if you, if you just kind of start buying stuff up, Mm-hmm. And I'm not like I just mean in general, right? Like if this we we talked about it when we were talking about how to theme an army, mm-hmm. right? Have the theme and then build the army around the theme. Now yeah. we've got the army and we're trying to shoehorn a theme into it. Yeah, right? and it's tough um, because you know you you got to try to balance what you've got here with some kind of theme to give it some life. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know parts of this look like it's quite competitive focused and then other parts mm. aren't my guess is he just kind of picked these up from somebody else yeah i believe, um, I believe so i mean he i mean it was it was the the army wasn't originally going to be a main army for him he was building it for his son his son like yeah. the color green blah 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 um yeah. so he was just getting stuff that he could get his hands on and he was also doing it because he was he's doing that shattered legion uh Emperor's Children, Sons of Horus, World Eaters yeah. list as well. But I mean, still, even even if you're doing that, right, if anyone's listening, I mean, it's too late for Ryan. He's already bought these. He already has yeah. them, right? But I mean, even if you're going to do that Shattered Legion, you can build the theme and and, and then start getting the models, See, right? Um, I feel it, like almost like he did it better that way for a Shattered Legion because it was just, got, they were just whatever was still alive that came together. So, yeah, that's and you can make a theme a shattered legion theme out of just like this is what i have clump it together that's my army because that's literally what i have like you yeah, don't have to, yeah yeah no but i know what you're saying i, I like we, we we talked about building uh a list around a theme and like you said we're building a theme around a list or models yeah. that are that are that he has and it's, it is a little bit more difficult my only thing would be I say drop the dread claw. If you don't, if the dread claw is something you're not interested in, drop the dread claw. Drop the five man terminator squad. Just rely on the just Aaron's and Horus. And if you don't want Horus, take Abaddon. If you don't want Abaddon, take a, pra- a Praetor and a Warmonger into that squad. And you're you're still dropping in. You're still teleporting them in. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, on a much easier note, if you wanted to run loyalist sons of Horus for return to Esfan, mm-hmm. uh, Loken. <laughs> And then take the quad mortars mm-hmm. and take the regular terminators, not the yeah, Staren, not just Aaron. Aaron out, yep. leave the Reavers out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the vets and the two tactical squads. That should get you pretty close to 1500, if not, you're already there. Yeah. And then so that, you can buff up with these cu- these other command characters, right? So you have the yeah, command but, character with the axe and a standard, mm-hmm, give that to mm-hmm. him, bam. Uh, you know, take a herald. Yeah, take him um, as a herald. Yeah, take him as a herald. Put him mm-hmm. with the uh, put him with the quad mortars, and now you have scoring quad mortars. Mm-hmm. And then swap them um, on a on a objective in yep. your deployment zone, and say exactly. 
Yeah, and then take the two support squads, right? The missiles and the plasma. Oh yeah, for sure. For That's sure. what I would do. Yeah, nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So right basically, on. we're on we're in agreements that if you if you're not liking the dreadclaw, get rid of the dreadclaw and the five man terminator squad. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right, or fucking just start buying regular drop claw or regular drop pods and mm-hmm. make Put make a. Make a um, orbital assault list, mm-hmm. which I mean, he's got enough stuff. He can make, you know what I mean? No, I hear get you. A couple, get a drop pod or two for those leviathans. Yeah, and then if, and if, then your cataphracty at that point actually just game deep strike at that point. Yeah, if in orbital assault, right? And your reavers sure. can jump in on power on jump packs. And... Yeah, yeah, orbital assault would be really good because then you can yep. really like if you're if you're going with a. Obviously, if you're going for Istvan three, that would be a traitor legion because the traitors own disguise. Um, you could you 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 could be getting uh, long march. You could be using long march. No, I guess you, they didn't use long march until that right doesn't exist until book two. Uh, well, I mean, look, go for it. Yeah, go for it if you're on the traitor side. It's a traitor only. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're using Loken, I definitely recommend. Uh, I think it's called Orphans of Betrayal. Yeah. What it is? Yeah, yes, orphans. orphans of yeah, orphans of betrayal. Use that as your uh, as your um, right of war, because now mm-hmm. your characters, every time they go into a challenge, they've got a four plus feeling of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to accept challenges. They're angry. They're honorary. And they uh, do not fear their primer. Do, actually, they yeah, you're not primark. scared of your own primer. No fear mm-hmm. checks to your own primer. Give them the big middle um, finger. Yeah, and you gain hatred against all Space Marines with the same legion mm-hmm. as you. So you, so yeah, there's no more. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah may orphan- not include allied Space Marines. May not take any fortifications, and you may never have more heavy support choices than troop choices. I mean, this is literally the right of war built for Istvan Three. Oh, 100%. If you're an Istvan Three legion. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Do you agree? One hundred percent. Actually, you know what? Okay, cool. I, I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just give all your world eater characters feel no pain. Yeah, it'll be nasty. It would be nasty, <laughs> wouldn't it? And yeah, have, and then you know, if you end up against Mike, that'll uh, help you out. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you, you know what light bulb went off in my head as you were talking about this? Because I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. that's that'll what help I'm against gonna do. Karn. Yeah, it will. So, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. Uh, okay, Ryan. I hope this helps. Um, yeah. You know, two sides of the coin, me and Alex, you know, but it heads a little here, but you know, we have two different ways of thinking things. Hopefully, hopefully this helps out. I do think that with what he has, he can come up with a theme. And I think that you've yeah. proven that easily that there's a, there is a theme behind it. Uh, I just feel like it's more themed towards a, well, no, he could he could do loyalists or traitors. I feel, I really do think yeah. he can go both. Yeah, ways. He, he yeah. I mean, he could do either way, right? I mean, you could also take that list if you want to play a great crusade. Find yourself an imperial army player, mm-hmm. um, and you could play sixty three nineteen. Yeah, right. And then put Malagurst in the drop pod and have it crash, <laughs> and because uh, <laughs> that's what happened. Um, yeah, have it crash into something. Yeah, exactly. Right, and then you can have Loken rushing with the tactical squads and mm-hmm. the support squad uh, or the veteran squad in the land raider and have them mm-hmm. rushing to try to get to the um, the emperor of 6319 before mm-hmm. the reavers yeah. and the Jesteran get there. 
I was there right. the day uh, Horus slew the Emperor. That's right. And then you can have Horus Deep Strike in and smack that little meat bag into the <laughs> into orbit. <laughs> Launch him into orbit the hard way. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I mean that's more of a great great crusade game, but mm-hmm. it could be fun. You know, I, I uh there's those rules for like the Eldar and the Necrons, yep. and I hear the orcs are gonna be they're they're fan made rules. I would yeah, love the orcs to are gonna get one in the Dark Eldar. I think it's Andrew Hollis that that makes yeah. Them. Uh, I, I would love to play through a Great Australia. Crusade campaign one day. You know, oh, yeah. you know, tell those people, those those uh, those forty k players, hey, you got an Elder Army you haven't used in a while? Uh, come, come play. That's yeah. here's the book. You know, it'll the probably get free. dusted off here now that Ninth Edition's out. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Ninth Edition. Mm. Uh, I don't know, man. I hear good things about it. I'll, I'll take a look give, at it. To, yeah, I'll have to give it a have to give it a go yeah uh, the models are cool so i'm uh, just not uh, the, uh, you know what for the first time i'm actually was looking at those primary the new primary shield close combat ones with the shield oh yeah one. yeah the blade guards yeah yeah blade guards i was like okay okay i get it the new bikes are pretty awesome i'm like i get the new it bikes are sick i love I'm the like, new bikes because they getting... look like heresy bikes That's why. yeah they do <laughs> actually actually you know what they reminded me of was uh the bike from akira yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was um, like, oh, I agree with that. Somebody did a, a Blood Angels uh, artwork up for. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like the cover uh, from the cover of Acura. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Found it. Here we go. <laughs> Are you fast. sending it to? Me? <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I I picked it up because I got a couple buddies that only play 40k, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need it. Um, mm. And I was gonna do Raven Guard. I probably still will, but. Uh, the blade guard don't really fit the the look. Uh-huh. Like the whole box set to me doesn't. I mean, yeah, it says Ultramarines, I guess, but to me, it says Blood Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, it's assault assault intercessors. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're they're just like despoilers. And then you've got like these really regal, you know, regal looking honor guard type guys, mm-hmm. uh, and then bikes, which are themey for. You know what? For um, Blood Angels, but I've been I've, I've been talking about wanting to do a an Ultramarines force. Maybe doing a small forty k Ultramarine force might be the the way to go. Because I've yep. been wanting to play around with a blue, uh, a darker blue. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll yep. see. I mean, yeah, it's it's a different game, right? Uh, yeah. To me, it looks like they're trying to make it more beer and pretzels. I mean, mm-hmm. my first love is always going to be thirty k, but yeah. I hear you. you know, whatever. I'll I'll give it a go. I don't care. I'm not I'm not a prude. Yeah, Can you... I'll try anything twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, right on. Okay, why don't we uh, why don't we take a quick break and then come back and run us through those Istvan three terrain.
And we're back with the Death and Betrayal podcast and a little bit of ISPAN 3 action. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit different for at least segment two because mm-hmm. we're not doing a Legion just yet. Maybe no. we'll do one after this. We'll have to wait and find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Just keep listening. But, uh, yeah. So, Craig, why don't you take us through uh, a little bit of the ISPAN 3 battlefield terrain and mm-hmm. kind of the thought process behind it and then uh, maybe some of the rules and we can we can workshop it from there. So, I mean, with with the uh, with the campaign and battlefield terrain for Istvan Three, it all takes place after the Life Eater virus has gone off and uh, the scorching has happened. Uh, yeah. So, a lot of your uh, terrain is going to be under that thought process. It's going to be burnt, dead. Trees aren't going to be alive. Uh, rivers are going to be burnt you know they're going to be boiled off um what is left over is not necessarily water you know and we'll get into it because the way they describe what these things are um and then the rules that follow them it helps you uh understand uh how devastated this planet really was it it was a dead planet after the virus bomb or the light heater and then the scorching so, yeah. uh, basically, we're going to start with your mysterious forests and how they work. Is this is basically uh, when you're entering into these pieces of terrain, or if they're impassable terrain, when you're within two inches of them, uh, they affect your models in positive and negative ways. Um, and we're going to go over the rules and how you could how you can model them to to represent these things. Yeah. Uh, because, sure. because not all the battles didn't all take place in the Coral City. Um, they took place all over the planet. The whole planet was being sieged by the uh, Space Marines, by the Legions, before Horus went full dick mode and Anger on went full Leroy Jenkins. Yep. So, so we're going to start off with Mysterious Force, and this is basically when Perfect. you're. Using- so, uh, but before you get into it, I guess I, I just want to preface for some of the listeners. Like what this is is you have two ways to do this. Um, the first is that you can take the Citadel uh, terrain features, and th- this will give you if you're looking at the book, page one sixty four, mm-hmm. book one betrayal. It gives you um, a, a D six table that you can roll on yes. for the mysterious forest table. Um, so this would replace your Citadel forest in in their their idea, and then you would roll and just take it. I kind of so, have a different view on it. I think you should pick what you're going to model and then go from there. Okay. Um, but this will effectively alter the terrain rules that you would see inside of, like, say, the Age of Darkness rulebook. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, basically how this works in, in the way it's written in the books is when you move into it or within two inches of it, if, it, if it's in passable terrain, you roll on this chart and it's, uh, for mysterious forest, mysterious river slash lakes, it's a one d six. For mysterious structures, it's two d six. And we'll get into that. Okay. So the first one is mysterious forest, and they're not always forest. I want to preference that right right now because you will find out uh, with one of the one of the roles on the mysterious shirt. Now I do understand your thinking behind this modeling these these terrain. Um, these, these pieces of terrain with the idea of they are already burnt forest or iron thicket or 
you know, yeah, because I mean, I'm I'm not going to build five of these terrain features yeah. and see which one I roll on when I get and there. Then, yeah, uh, and and, and you know put, I mean? put them down yeah. like, to represent. No, I, I I totally understand that. And yeah, that the, the one that you were thinking of, where you get within two inches, that's just mysterious structures, right? Yeah, so right. like, if if you have say, if you have a citadel forest or something, mm. then you would effectively roll on this table before mm. the game started to determine what it was yes right um and that that's what kind of like that's what kind of bugs me about it the mysterious structure i'm fine to use that as a table because it makes sense yeah. um it, you know there's a few things in there that you can convert up mm. but for the forest type in particular like you mentioned the iron thicket and I, I know i'm jumping ahead and kind of stepping on your toes a little bit mm. but i mean you know, it's the forest is in fact exposed girders and collapsed middle frames. Yeah. Broken so it's building. actually a building, not a, not a yeah, yeah, exactly. This is you know, you look at any of those like pictures of a fully bombed out neighborhood from mm. like World War Two. That's the that's the image I get for that one. Yeah, right. So like you know, if if we're going for a game that's full of immersion, mm. you really want to like be like, okay, this these trees are now girders. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, I know I'm playing devil's advocate, and I'm sorry for stepping on your toes a little bit. No, no worries, uh, no worries. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go through it with the mysterious forest. Um, the first on a one or two, it's a burnt forest. It reduces your cover save by one. So instead so of a five, plus rather than five. Okay. Pardon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking with you. Pretty, pretty straightforward, easy to model. Burnt yeah. trees. Just leave the leave the leaves off. Just leave the leaves off and paint them black and gray. Yep. Okay. That's easy. Then you have your Cinder Tangle. Now this is the start of every turn. Roll a d6 on a four plus. The embers flare up. The terrain becomes blocking line of sight and becomes and impassable. considered dangerous. No, it becomes so impassable. Restart. No, it's considered dangerous. What do you mean? I'm. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. Cinder Tangle. Yeah. Um, four plus and, fire yeah. sleeping in the embers flares up yeah, yeah. and it becomes tangle blocks line of sight and becomes dangerous yeah. why did i put impassable i don't oh, know my mistake my mistake all right so yeah it becomes dangerous train uh good. i that one's a pretty cool one i mean what you could really do for that one because you have to roll just put um one of those uh just use your burned forest and then yeah. what i would do there is just every time you enter a burned forest you, you gotta got roll that four plus. Yeah. And, and then see if you, it kicks up again. And then just to, put that in buildings too. I don't care. <laughs> to, to, rep, to, to represent to represent it so you know, just take one of those tea lights with the uh you know how people take tea lights with the, the flame tea light oh, yeah. and they have the smoke coming off of it with the with cotton. Just throw yep. one of those in there. And then yeah, you, you know it you're done. Nice and easy. Uh the iron thicket. Now this one's great because you could just take you know, um, plastic card, make I beams. Oh, I mean, uh, if you want to be real thrifty with this, how yeah. many, how many fucking sprues do you oh, have? Yeah. Left over? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Just use yeah. sprues. Yeah. Uh, just cut those. Take like some, uh, just take like a piece of cardboard or something for like mm. the base piece of plastic yeah. card, whatever. Yeah. Um, cardboard will work fine if you're trying to do this on a budget mm -hmm. and then just take like some dap. Um, for those who don't know what dap is, it's just like drywall compound. Mm -hmm. slap that down and then stick a bunch of these like shaved out sprues into it yeah just cut them randomly so they look all fucked up and yeah. then just dump like sand on it yeah and <laughs> paint then it up paint it up easy peasy yeah 
I like that one a lot. I'm going to make some of those for sure. So, so then you've got Ashen Wood, which is basically when you roll a five, you just remove the the uh, forest. It's it's just dust. It's nothing but ash and dust. It's oh, that's lame. It is a little lame. <laughs> yeah, that's lame. Hey, I set up this table. Worked real hard painting and up my And that's gone. So I rolled a five to just take it off the table and leave a hole in it. And it's gone. <laughs> so the now this is one of my favorite ones. I like the, this one. The Corp <laughs> Grove. All units in or partially in suffer minus one to their leadership. This is just dead bodies. Let the bodies yeah. hit the floor. Like this the is just forest a... is not one of trees, but of the yeah. fused and petrified remains of human bodies. Oh. You the know what cover makes... of these wretches sought burned around them, but they remain in death, their dead hands still clutching the smoke-filled air, and their screams Dreaming frozen on their skulls. skulls. You, know, you know what this makes me think of? Remember in 300 when they come across that village where all the people were spiked on the tree? Yeah, that's what that's what comes yeah. to my mind. But you could easily have like petrified bodies, just like arms and just just like a Pompeo, like maybe not so much the uh, uh, you know how they found the bodies in Pompeo where they're basically yeah. just frozen. The, the the what was left of their bodies was just in the final position they were in. You could do something like that really easy to, you know. Make Buy a that. pack of zombies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then take take a piece of cardboard mm-hmm. and some dap, mm-hmm. and then just push the zombies in <laughs> <laughs> and paint them up. Yeah, and you're done. There you go. Cool. So that's on a six. The corpse. I like right. that one. I like, I like that one. Up. That one. That that one's one of my favorites. Are there a couple more here that we're going to be? I might try to make one of those if I can find some cheap zombies or something. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you could go on the uh, one of the buy and sell pages for yeah. in our local community here. So then we're going to move on to mysterious lakes and rivers. Now, this goes back to what I said earlier: the water, the water ain't water. Don't drink the water; it's not water. Uh, all the water boiled off the planet when the uh, when they ignited the uh, the methane from all the rotting. It's just liquefied school children. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. So, uh, again, you roll on a chart, uh, one to six. On a D6, you roll one to six. Yeah. Uh, or do it Alex style. Yeah, or do it Alex style and just brand. model it. So, and again, they give you enough information that you really do understand what you're looking at because they give a very detailed, very detailed description of what's yeah. happening. Yes. So, on a roll of one, you're going to start with your black liquid. The river is considered difficult terrain. Roll a d6 every time the river is entered. On a roll of one, the unit takes a strength. Uh, d6 bolter six, hits. Six, six, bol- yeah, d6 bolter hits. Vehicles are hit on the rear armor. It is, you know, it, it, it's. You just slip. <laughs> yeah, you slip. Uh, uh, you know, this makes me think of uh, the zombies. Can't find which way is up. When the zombies start coming out of the swamp in Davin. You know, just green. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why it does. It just makes me think of that. I guess black liquid. I mean, just tar, just tar. Yeah. You know, again, so you can what, get some what water- you can do for this one. Water effects <laughs> in black. Uh, you can get like a piece of cardboard and then put some <laughs> dap on it, 
and then just push <laughs> some zombies into that, <laughs> and then just pour some black epoxy over it. Or, or you, you get the you can get the water effects too. <laughs> yeah, Play you has water effects. <laughs> yeah, you can just do that and then just paint it black. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. So, clogged water course. The water counts. This is on a two. The water counts yeah. as open ground for tanks and skimmers and jet bikes. Everyone else, it's difficult terrain. Five plus cover. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically uh, craters. Yeah. Craters. Pretty yeah. much. Then we're going to move on to Toxic Fog, which is on a roll of three. Um, models in the oh. channel. Oh, yeah, this one's fine. This one's going to be hard to model. Models in the channel of fog have their armor value reduced by one, three becoming four, and so on. Uh, once out of the fog, their armor value returns to normal. While in the fog, the models are targeted using the knife fight rules. How would you um, model this one? Take a piece of cardboard. Yeah. Take a piece of cardboard. Put some dab on it. Shove no, some no. zombies into it. Take a piece of cardboard. Then what you're going to want to do is cut a hole in it. <laughs> then you're going to want to put some dap on it. And then just set it up next to a fog machine. <laughs> Uh yeah, just fog machine this one like that would be cool. Uh, oh. And just make the whole battlefield like it, just right from go. Every armor value is mine. <laughs> um, that's what that's what I would do. <laughs> just get that fog uh, machine out. Yeah, just if you're a DJ or or your wedding you DJ. A, you have a fog machine, right? Yeah, we do. You should take a piece of cardboard <laughs> and then you put some dap on it. But you you make the dap kind of like a riverbed, so it's a little bit elevated. It creates yeah. like a channel, uh-huh. and then and then you set the fog machine in the so, channel. So it flows down the channel. So it just flows down the dap, and then paint it up. We'll paint it up, and then put the fog machine in the dap. <laughs> okay. If you don't want the whole table to be a fog machine. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Channel, <laughs> channel it down. Yeah. All right. So on a four river of fire. The river counts as dangerous terrain. The models caught in the river fail their dangerous terrain test on a one or two, not just a one. Uh, vehicles are mobilized in the river and automatically are wrecked. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Avoid that. Like this one. You don't want to take a piece of cardboard. And then you're just going to light it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do, don't do that 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 because literally no. your models are going to get wrecked yeah what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get a piece of cardboard though uh-huh. and then you're going to want to glue like red and yellow tissue paper to it that you just kind of like sheared and then put a fan next to the table <laughs> it'll just wave <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, um, I actually have no fucking idea. Yeah, that was... <laughs> to do what to do for this one. Um, yeah, you go I, I back to the, can... the fog machine and pretend it's smoke. Yeah, I don't know. Um, put some of those tea lights with smoke things just along the riverbed, maybe. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this I'm, one? I'm not sure. It's it's tough. This one's tough. Yeah. Maybe maybe what you can do is you can get a piece of cardboard and you can make a riverbed a dap. Mm-hmm. And then put like some LED in it or something. I don't know. Yeah, that could work. 
So, um, so perennial uh, LED. I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> our roll five rad sludge. This one, this one, this one's easy to model. Um, again, uh, models that are in the rad sludge have their toughness reduced by one. So what That's you're going to want to do. What you're going to want to do is get some of Nurgle's rot technical paint. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's used on the Realm of Nurgle base from the um, White Dwarf basing guide. I think that's what that one is. Um, Let me double check that real quick. You know what? I got Games Workshop open already. Perfect. Nurgle's rot. Or is this just a fucking color? It's just a color. Um, uh, you could oh, just, no. You could... no, it's not actually. Never mind. It is a technical. Is it... Adds toxic slime effects to your models. Glossy so finish. So you're gonna want to get a case of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, get some cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> and then put some dap down. <laughs> dap but down. Inside the dap, like put some, <laughs> put some like puddles in it. Like yeah, and run, run, and run the tech to the nurgles, rot it to it. Yeah, just run it down just it right out of the pot. <laughs> just pour it right out of the first, though. Paint the dab first, and then pour it in. Yeah, then pour then, it. In. Yeah, then you're golden. Then, you're golden. Then you're okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, on a roll of six, grave <laughs> slime. Uh, models with within the grave slime must roll an additional d6 for a morale test. And take the two highest. So basically, what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna take some cardboard, some dap, and shove some zombies in it. <laughs> you're getting with it some, now. With some, with some uh, nurgle rot. rot. You're picking it up. Yeah. you're getting onto it now. Yeah, that's all not, you have. You're, to do. you're not gonna want to pour as much as you did for the black liquid or the rat sludge, but because you're gonna you're gonna want a little more of the bodies sticking out. Yeah, you're gonna want more bodies sticking out. Uh, so basically, what this is is just it's it's all the body body parts are just people, dead people, yeah, and space marines. Actually, the... maybe maybe what you could do is just build the grave slime one, and then mm. you could roll like a D three on mm. the beginning of. Uh, so it could like be grave it, slime it could, or rad it could slime. be toxic fog, rad sludge, or grave slime. Okay, okay, cool. I hear you. I feel you. I feel you. And then if you want it to be a little bit random, you could do it that way. Determine that at the start of the game. So, again, these rules for these terrain pieces were uh, back from 6th uh, like edition? 5th ed? 6th. No, 6th. I'm pretty sure book 5 came out, or book 1 came out during 5th. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I'm going to take a look. Oh man, I haven't had to look at like the publication stuff in forever. Um, oh, shit, I don't even know where to look at that stuff. June 2012. That actually might have been right when six came out. June 2012. Fifth yeah. came out in 2008, so I'm gonna guess six. Yeah, Let's see when I think six sixth came. had just come out in 2012. June 2012. Yep. June 2012, so they came out simultaneously. Yeah. So it, yeah, these, are six, these are six edition rules. Yeah. Okay, cool. Makes it uh, easy. So it, it's, it's, they're just, they are slightly off 
Um, because they do, there are parts where they reference you go and look in, uh, the Warhammer rule book. So, I mean, use your best judgment for this. Yeah, whatever. Just house rule it. Yeah, house rule. For right. Sure. Use, use this as use this as inspiration, guys. Like, don't uh, don't necessarily feel like you got to um, like you have to do it exactly by the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean these cardboard these adapt in- makes a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, these <laughs> rules were written a while ago, uh, eight years ago. So, yep. I mean, they're not up to date. So, I mean, feel free to tweak them to best suit your campaign that you're playing. So I'm actually going to go to, instead of going to mysterious structures, we're going to actually do battlefield debris. These ones are a little okay. cool because these are um, good scatter terrain. Yeah. They're, they're, they're vehicles that like, and this is a great way if you're not using your tanks or whatever, um, or you have a tank that you may have dropped like I do uh, and you, you want to make use of it. Um, it's basically uh it's from the previous battle when they were when the loyalist marines were fighting the Isvonians and the vehicles yeah. that were left behind that may still be working. So you can use these vehicles as battlefield debris and scatter them, sp- sprinkle with dead vehicles, yeah. lightly sprinkle with dead vehicles. So again, you're going to. It's not just vehicles. I want to make that yeah. clear. Yeah. So I mean, the first the first one is wrecked vehicles. The first one is wrecked vehicles. Wrecked vehicles. Um, roll on a d6 on one to four. The weapon doesn't work. Five six. The weapon does fire as normal. Um, so yeah. You, so you, you have to have a unit mm-hmm. next to it, and then mm-hmm. one of those models can attempt to shoot. Yeah. Instead, instead of shooting their bolter or whatever yeah. they might. Have. So basically, he's crawling in the tank you know, might get something Jerry rigged to work and may yeah. get that, may get the heavy bolter or the last can or something to fire. And I would random, like if you're using a Spartan or a land Raider as battlefield debris or a predator or Sakaran or whatever, I'd randomize that, which weapon it is instead of, no, I, w- I wouldn't randomize it. You, you, I, I'd say elect to use it, right? Cause you're only going to get, you're only going to get to use one. Yeah. So, I mean, um, choose wisely want to yeah maybe maybe instead change it like you know on a roll of a one that weapon will no longer fire okay and then two to four mm. uh, the weapon does not fire right. but you can attempt to fire it again and then five okay. to six the weapon may be fired normally okay um, and then if the model has the battlesmith special rule then the rex weapons function on a three plus instead so okay. i'm gonna like that having a bunch of fucking tech priests walking around yeah, getting things to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. I like that. I like that. I like that little tweak, tweak to the yep. rules. Yep. Okay. And then, I mean, since it's a Centurion game, right, you're probably going to have vehicles kicking around for your Sons of Horus or for, yeah. you know, your World Ears or your Mechanicum or whatever. Just put them yeah. there. Put some of those tea lights that you yeah. were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Put some of those around it to show that it's a wreck, and then you don't have to fuck it up unless you have one that is already yeah. Yeah. mucked up. Um. I know this is super dangerous, but uh, what you can do is like drill some holes or something into the side of a uh, of like a, a tank, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of cut just using like sprue cutters or whatever, like yeah. kind of cut between the holes. Um, it's 
and grueling work. But and then uh, if you're real careful, you can then heat the plastic with a lighter mm-hmm. and bend um, it out, or look like it's bent. Bend it in, in or do melt it in, and it'll look like a melt a beam hit it. Yeah, you can't do that on resin though. The resin no, will probably don't. just fucking catch fire. Don't do that with resin. Yeah, don't the resin will probably just cut. Resin will probably just catch fire. If you're gonna do it with resin, do the whole, do the just uh, drill a hole in it and then and just then cut it green. to make it no. look like a blast. I do. You could do green stuff to look like it's oh, melted. Oh yeah, yep. Just yep. green stuff it. Green stuff it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could just green stuff it. Yeah, that's true. So uh, the next uh, battlefield debris you can find is unexploded ordnance. This would be like an ammo cache, basically. Yeah. Uh, it gives you a five plus cover save. If, however, you make a successful cover save, immediately roll on a D six on a one to two, the ordinance blows up all models within two D six inches. Take a D six plus three AP three hit. So basically now see, here's my thing. My problem with this is there's too much risk with you need to balance out the risk and reward. So I feel yeah. that if you're by unexploded ordinance, you should get like let's give them a reason to hide behind it. Maybe allow yeah. them to re-roll their failed misses when shooting. Mm. Like, why not? Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because it's ordinance. I mean, I mean, uh, I, 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 it says ordinance, but you could use ammo dumps, stuff like that. Um, I, think, I think what I would do instead is I would say if a model is being shot at and there is unexploded ordnance between the firing model and the target, mm-hmm. for every miss, roll a d6. Okay. So instead of the cover save, right, now all of a sudden the battlefields become a really precarious place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, but then you might you might make the choice to shoot at a unit hoping to blow it up. Yeah, I hear you. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to just play with that one a couple. Yeah, of we, ways. we can we can workshop that one. Yeah, there's ideas. We got ideas. We we can figure something. Out. I'm sure we can. Yep. Uh, so the next one is the corpse mound. It, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a mound of corpse, and this again brings me to 300 and that wall of corpses that the Spartans created to help funnel. The uh, yeah, Persians, the Persians. Um, so secret weapon miniatures has a conversion bit, it's called a sack of corpses. Okay, uh, I mean, they're a little pricey, I guess. I, I've got a, I, I mean, I don't know what they charge online. I got this at Meeple Mart when I was in Toronto one time. Okay, um, when I was working on some Night Lords briefly, I was like, oh, I'll slap these bad boys onto like a Land Raider or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is like some mangled and like dismembered corpses and stuff. Okay. Um, I don't know. They're like 23 bucks. Um, you could do that or what you could do. <laughs> I know it's, I know it's getting old now, but you can get a piece of cardboard and make a little mound out of dap and yep. then just stick some fucking zombies in it. Yeah. Like just build it up a little bit instead of like making a riverbed or something out of it. Like, yeah, just build a mound out of it and then stick any extra space marine arms or extra heads or extra like you know get some of those skulls 
that's yeah. another thing you could do you could honestly just like make a little mound out of dap cut all those fucking skulls out of the box of skulls from citadel mm-hmm. and then just fucking glue them on there yep so the effects that this has on uh the unit is it offers a four plus cover save which is huge that's a pretty decent cover save it's a good cover save it's ruined. but it lowers your leadership by one so if you're 10 you're nine if you're nine you're eight so forth and so on yeah so you are a little taken back by hiding behind a mound of dead corpses Fair enough. I get it. I mean, yep. Space Marines were not fearless. Uh, they did have some humanity in them. They can still be affected by that kind of gross-ass shit. Yeah, they're not Mary Sue's yet. No. So, <laughs> the next one is the Ash Pool. It's both difficult and dangerous terrain and offers no cover save. I don't... This one seems pointless. Uh, it just... It, it creates a battlefield that's more immersive and mm. that is... It requires a little more thought to navigate yeah i hear you right hear you. so now now you're like fuck do i push through the ash pool because it's turn five and i need to get the objective that's on the other side or do i go or around it do i go around it and maybe and you know and hope that there's a seventh turn mm-hmm. right um or you know it could direct the battlefield and the yeah exactly or i'm up against world leaders and, and i'm mechanic i'm like i don't want to be in that fight so mm. maybe I, t- I take up positions behind the ash pool. So mm. he's either going to walk all the way around the ash pool to charge or me. Or risk it going through it. I'm going to shoot at him repeatedly. Or he's going to risk trying to make the charge through it where I'm going to overwatch him. And he might die or lose a couple units going through the ash pool. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, that's yeah, that's, like, that's, where, that's where I see the ash pool fitting in. That's an yeah. easy one to do. Holy shit, is it easy. Because Army Painter literally has battlefield ash gray which is just a bucket of ash Mm. (laughs) like guys you know what to do here get a piece of cardboard you already know what to do (laughs) yeah make a little pool out of some dap and then line it with the ashes Uh, or you know just take some of the take some of the forge world craters Mm. fill Mm. fill them up with you know epoxy if you want to be expensive or get some fucking dap <laughs> and fucking put the dap in there and then once it's cured just put a, a coat of like pvc paint mm-hmm. pva paint and... not pvc yeah pva paint and then just shake the the ashes out on top of it and now you've got do that outside no do, do it inside a... you really want right? that ash all over the place yeah because then you can just if you're careful with it it's not gonna you don't have a breeze in your house I mean, you might if you have a window open. If, if you spill it, you that shit it. is going to be everywhere. Yeah, well, don't spill it. Oh. Um, but then any any excess, you can like knock off and like put back in the thing. Well, just do it on a non breezy day outside, and you don't have to worry about it. I use it all car. the time. Okay, uh. okay, okay, Mister <laughs> Mr. Special. All right, so yeah, uh, you're the- just throwing money away if you do it outside, man. They're light. <laughs> So the last one is drop pod, drop pod carcass. Now this perfect. Is, it, I already have one of those. It, it, it is what it's. It's exactly what it is. It's from the original drop in to uh, Istvan because they use drop pods, and the drop pods are just left there. Uh, with these, you're going to be using. You can use the wrecked vehicle rules to fire the built-in bolter 
Or yeah. if it's a death storm drop pod, you can fire some missiles. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So it does uh, offer a five plus cover save. And you can sweet. and it says you can use the built in weaponry the same way you use the vehicle wreck rules. So if you have a death storm drop pod and you're using centurion rules and yep. you're using it as a you know drop pod carcass. Yep. Fire the missiles over that. Yeah. I love it. Love fire, it. Fire the missiles. Uh, I have one of these already in my twin towers. Do you? Oh yes, you do. Yeah. You do. Crashed into yep. it. Yeah. I remember. You know, you know what I used to secure it? What? Dap. Dap. <laughs> actually it was dry it was drywall compound i had like a leftover bucket of drywall compound and i just scooped it out i just want to make it clear this episode is not sponsored by dap no it is no it's not <laughs> um it's good man it's like it's an easy way to put i mean it's it's adhesive on its own so it's going to stick to the plastic card or yeah foam core or whatever like whatever. it's yeah. cheap as balls like even even if you I keep saying DAP just because it's funny and it's cheap, but you can honestly just go get like anything of um, drywall compound and just mix it in a bucket. Yeah. And and you're good to go. Like it's an easy way to build up mass before Mm. coating it with either, you know, I'll use a mixture of hobby rocks and sand and cork. And Mm. I, I, you know, I glue that onto the DAP after it's done. Um, I could probably just push it into the DAP, though, to be honest. I don't know why the hell I've been not doing that. But uh, I used foam core, mm-hmm. and, like, I, I made, like, a PVA and, like, sand and rock mixture mm-hmm. and kind of, like, spackled that all over the foam core, and, and I coated it in, like, thinned-out PVA to kind of create, like, a seal around it so that mm-hmm. way, like, uh, the foam wouldn't deteriorate when I spray-painted it. Yeah. But what that did was it like it caused the foam core to like dry curling up a little bit. So I got to pull the stairs that I made off of that out and I'm probably just going to replace it with plastic card. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm torn. I might take the bridge out of the middle and just push the two towers together to make just like a bigger building mm-hmm. um, in general. You know what you should do? You should throw that a picture of that up on our Instagram. Yeah, well, it looks like garbage because it's painted, but I'll, I, I will. I'll post a picture of it. It's partially uh, painted. Yeah, it's spray painted like one color, I think. Yeah. Is... Uh, no, and I spray painted the base a different color. Okay, there you go. But still, throw it up. Yeah, because so we need one more table for Hikati, and so I had yeah. to just hustle it out. Yeah, I just yeah, finished it as quickly as possible. Yeah. Okay, so... Now we're going to move on to mysterious, mysterious structures. structures. Okay, so this is something you roll every time you enter a structure. Yeah, so I, what I would probably do for this, again, sorry to step on you a little bit, but, I mean, we're playing Centurion. There's going to be a lot of fucking structures. Maybe nominate, or maybe roll a d6 at the start of the game. Oh, fuck, that's a table right there. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> mysterious structure table that's what i get for interrupting. right right there you yeah. see it on page 166 that. yeah one to two no mysterious structures three to four one mysterious structure five, five two mysterious structures and six three mysterious structures so, so this was going to be my brilliant suggestion that... yeah and forge world already started <sighs> yeah okay so uh just so everyone knows these rules can be found in book one 
on page 164 through 167. Okay. Yeah. So now we're going to move into mysterious structures. Now these are based on, can be based on both loyalist and traitor and have, or have effects on both teams, but some only affects, you know, loyalists and some only affect traders. Okay. So we're going to start with uh, on 2d6 if you roll a two, so double ones. This is yeah. uh, Catacombs Entrance. Now, if you've listened or read uh, Galaxy in Flames, um, you will know that the Isvonians had a catacomb system underneath the uh, Coral City, uh, and the Marines were uh, closing up doors and blasting uh, these catacombs up behind them so that they didn't get, so rats didn't come up from behind, basically. Uh, after they'd gone through an area, they would close up these catacombs, but then ended up using these catacombs to one, save their lives during the uh, the virus bomb, and two, to fight the traitors when they finally did make land or uh, make uh, landing. Um, so this is for loyalists only. Loyalist players may immediately redeploy an infantry, jump infantry, bike unit, or walker that has already been destroyed. Use the deep strike rules within the mysterious structure. Within the mysterious within structure, yeah. Above its edge. So basically, it's coming out of there. Yeah. Uh, the rules for scatter do not apply if uh, no one is available to deploy. Uh, apply this to the first unit destroyed later in the game and deploy them as if deploy them on the next turn. This is a great one for loyalists. So basically, you're basically getting a dead unit back for free. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you, you have to roll one, you have to get mysterious structure Two, you have to get snake eyes and three, you have to be in control of it. So there's a lot of factors that have to go into you getting a free unit. Yeah. Um, and I mean, again, this is, you just need a burnt out building. You don't need. Yeah. You can literally just use anything. What I would probably do is, I don't know, take like a set of zone mortalis doors and just set it on the floor of the building. Yeah, just lay it down. Yeah, or um, I, I don't know, use like maybe some of the pl the cardboard vents from the Necromunda game. Well, like I, know, sets, I, or... I know in the new terrain sets, they have those... Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Hatch, there is the like, hatches. Yeah, the, a hatch. Uh, the hatch, yeah. Just yeah, so yeah I, I even have some of those, so yeah. good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, put, just put those down inside the building. Yeah, there you go. You're done. Done Let's go. Yeah, okay. nice and easy. No dap or cardboard required. <laughs> no dap or cardboard required. So the next one is a shield dome generator. Uh, this gives any unit inside the train gets a four plus invulnerable save against shooting attacks. So this is basically that's a good one. It's a, basically a void shield. This is the one you want. Yeah, this is a good one to have, but yeah. it's on a roll of a three. So one, a one and a two. Like you're you, yep. you, you're you're not the likelihood of getting this isn't as great as you know between six and eight, and we'll no. get down to those ones. Um, that that one would be easy to model though. Just build any shield generator you do, want. Uh, do you remember back in the day? I think it was I want to say fifth, maybe fourth edition. The starter set came with those uh, basically like. Oh yeah, I don't know, about four inch towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like power. I, uh, yeah, I've got some actually. Yeah, yeah. Just drop one of those in. 
It came with the crash to kill a lander. Yeah, that that's the that's the one. Yeah. 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 Those would yeah. work. Yeah, for sure. So that's on a three. So on a four, ordinance cache. All models in the structure gain the shred special rule to their shooting attacks, but the cover save is reduced by one. All ammo laying on the ground is or all all ammo laying on the ground is dangerous. Makes sense. Yep. It is what it is. Uh, you could just yeah. Uh, GW has. I don't know if they still do, but they had the ammo crate terrains and like barrels and stuff like that they've got them for necromunda as well so i mean you, so, you, can, you can buy them from like the necromunda mm-hmm. crates or door set yeah. or something one of them has it in there um yeah you can just i think those. they still have the battlefield assets i'm pretty sure i think that's what it was called mm. uh i don't know keep going i'll look for it okay uh, so then we're moving on to five. This is comms relay. This is again for loyalists. If any loyalists have any unit in the structure, they may re-roll all reserve rolls. Also, this structure becomes a, an additional secondary objective. So basically, you want to control this objective. Nice. Uh, I think there's a communications array right in the um, objectives box. Uh, also, the Munitorum containers come with tons of ammo boxes. Tons of them. Interesting. So yeah. these these are very easy to model and represent. Yeah. Them. Yeah. For sure. There's the 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 ability is out there. Yeah, they've uh, got them right there. Um, Sector Mechanicus Alchemite stack. Mm-hmm. You could just take the bottom part of the mm-hmm. dome one, and that can mm-hmm. be your shield generator. Call yeah. that one a day. Yep. Um, battle zone objective set actually even that one that one's got um i mean just maybe take the necron guy out of the circle Mm -hmm. uh these these are a new objective set i haven't seen these one before these ones are clearly for eighth ed or for ninth ed i mean um but i mean this one like it's got one that looks like a gener like a shield generator in it it's got a little oil coming out the top perfect uh and then it's got one that looks like a cogitator with a clock on it make that one the um the comms array uh i'm I'm just i'm pulling up games workshop right now yeah yeah um and i mean or or you could use some of those the little uh things that you were talking about from the starter set ages ago yeah yeah those ones those those ones would make an excellent comm relay Mm -hmm. um or even just if you put that on top of like a small computer. Yeah, the Sector Imperialis objectives. So those are actually no longer available. But if you can find them somewhere that has, it has large um, missiles. So those are your unexploded ordnance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, it's got a crashed civilian drop pod. It's got a communications array in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a fucking, what looks like a Mechanicus IED like Mm -hmm. strapped to a nuke uh and then it's got um also like a computer with two little duders coming out of it so i mean you can make those those duders could be your shield right i mean you can literally if you can get your hands on one of these kits yeah i'm gonna have to now i have to find one now yeah you're set yeah you're set replace the tyranid inside the little like that yeah i don't know something else a zombie a marine yeah, you put a zombie in there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. 
So moving on, we've got a six. Endearing Imperial Ephidus. All loyal Edifice. Imperial Edifice. Sorry, I did I I know what it is. Yep. All loyalist units in this structure gain the fearless and shrouded special role. Uh basically it's one of the last bastions of Imperial um Yeah. Put a couple of statues next to yeah, it. The, like the that, that old Space Marine statue. Put yep. that out front or in the middle of the building. Yep. Um, or if it's like a bombed out ruin. Uh, I don't know if they still have it, but they used to have the um, the broken Achilla that came mm. with that Space Marine statue. Yep. Yeah. You can just put that in the center of the building. Yep. Uh, yep. The Battlefield accessory set was what I was looking for with the munitions, and that's actually no oh. longer available. Yeah, I found that. I, I found that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. All right. So, on a seven, failed refuge. All units within the structure must reroll successful armor and cover saves on sixes. Also, the leadership is reduced by one. Basically, you don't want to be in that structure. Yeah. Because it's, it's rickety. Just, it's rickety. It's dangerous. Uh, shit's falling. You could fall. You just want to avoid it like the plague. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not doing. Any, it's not doing you any favors. I don't know. Take take a bunch of leftover bits, I guess, and just slap them together. Ramshackle, maybe. Yeah. Like you know, you get a lot of those little ruined pieces and like mm. a lot of little extra ruined floors and stuff. Um, mm. I've I've got a couple of smaller buildings uh, which have you know. So instead of having the floor coming out at a right angle, be like, wow, like the rest of this building demolished, but that one floor tile is still perfectly straight. Yeah. I have them on like slopes. Um, yeah. A lot of the time I had to like put a little plastic card I-beam or a sprue, piece of sprue yeah. underneath there just to actually give it enough contact point. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you've got an old shitty terrain kit or something, just use that. Just do that with it. Yeah. Just make yeah. it sloped, make it look crappy or just build one. Yeah, you definitely could. Yeah. There's lots of options. Or just put America there, or re-roll it if you just don't. So, so number eight. This was me and you were talking about. Yeah, the Charnel House. Charnel House. Uh, all traders, all trader units within the structure gain the counterattack special rule. Also, uh, units trying to enter must pass a fear check. The bodies have hit the floor. It's just basically. Yeah. A slaughterhouse. Yeah, stained altars and brazen offering cauldrons fill its rooms. Dried mm. blood covers the walls, and cooked remains of sacrifices linger at the bottom of offering bowls. This is what I'm going to use my little sack corpses for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just going to 3D print like an altar up, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to like stick these guys on pikes around yeah. the altar. And yeah. then if we roll this, I'm just going to put it down. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is an awesome one. Um, or I, I might just <laughs> actually put it somewhere. I might just be like, "This is always a charnel house." Like in my in my opinion, this is a. Uh, I really like this one. I like the rule for it. Uh, it's easy to model. You can. There's many options you can do for it. Um, yeah. It's just it's just a, it's a killer one, and it's great for the traders because you get counterattack, and there's a chance that the unit trying to assault you is gonna have is gonna be fearful. So yep. it's 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 a great one. Um, moving on to nine, cacophony shrine, a cacophonic shrine. So this is yep. basically uh, 
in my when I think about it, it's the uh, War Singers Shrine. Yes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. War Singers Shrine. Yep. Uh, so the rules for this: all trader units in this structure count as having defensive grenades. I mean, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, a lot of your units are probably already going to have defensive grenades. Exactly. So who cares? Yeah. I mean, we could we could we could work something out. You know, maybe yeah, plus one for initiative. Um, what is it? What do the cacophony uh, weapons do? They you... like cause extra people to explode. They cause like what? people's heads to pop from okay. all the insane noise. What about um, I think. I think for cacophonic shrine, instead of giving the traders a buff. I think I would give loyalists a debuff. I think okay. I would give loyalists like minus one leadership or something yeah. like that. We'll, um, we'll workshop this one. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah, that's probably it's probably what I would do with that. Uh, yeah. And then I don't know, I would just maybe get like that Slanesh demon that's like flicking the yes the uh, flicking on the harp pulled out of the guy's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know, painted up like a statue. Okay. Right, because uh, it's supposed to be like a shrine. Uh, yeah. So just make it out of bronze or stone or marble yeah. or something. Yeah, marble. Nice yeah, something yeah. simple. Yep. Okay. All right. So, Oracle Temple. All traders units within this structure may reroll any save rolls of any type. I want to make Ooh. this clear. Any type. Your terminators. With their your cat your cataphracti terminators get to reroll their four plus invulnerable save. So remember that. She all uh, saves. Any save. Yeah. yeah. Use this uh, to your advantage if you're a trader. Yeah, big time. Stay out of it if you're if you're a lawyer. Or, uh, yeah, or try well, to ruin the building, I guess. Yeah. Bring that bring <laughs> Take that it down. raise that building. Get in there, so, siege bot. Too bad I can't take Siege Bot. Yeah, I know. That sucks. Okay. So on an 11. So this is Death's Tomb. Yeah. All traders, trader units within this structure gain the Feel No Pain 6+. plus. All loyalists in this structure reduce their leadership by 1. Okay. Yeah. I feel like these serious structures do favor the loyal or the traders more than the loyalists. I mean, but, that's fine. Like, I'm okay with it. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, the loyalists are shook. Yeah. Um, they're just trying to survive down there. Uh, I mean, this one, I would probably just use the charnel house. Whatever you did up for the charnel house. Yeah, exactly. It. Exactly. Um, it's basically the same thing. It's Death's Tomb. It's it's an altar. It's a sacrificial altar kind of area. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, like, build this one specifically. And mm-hmm. use uh, like maybe use some of the ruins, the imperial mm-hmm. ruins, to make like um, you know walls for it. Yeah, and then uh, and then maybe from there add like some of the Age of Sigmar like mausoleum bits into it. Incorporate oh, yeah, those sure. into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. or even if you just left it out, like you know what I mean. It's it's easy. There's there's something there. Yeah, there's, there's definitely something, something there, there for sure. And. On a double six box cars. This last one, but not least. This one has a lot of rules to it. Yeah. Life eater bomb. Basically, this is unexploded life eater uh 
And you roll this at the start of the game. So yeah. when you're determining the mysterious structure. So not when somebody gets close to it. Yeah. Roll the d6 as soon as possible. So I actually have in my notes that I got to read. So I, I can I can read it because I've got right. it here. No, I got, um, roll I got the d6 here. as soon as yep. this result is rolled. On a 4 plus, the Life Eater bomb detonates. If the bomb does not detonate, roll again at the start of each game turn until it detonates or until the <laughs> game ends. When the bomb detonates, every unit with a model within six inches of the structure takes a number of automatic hits equal to the number of models in the unit. All hits have the life bane and instant death special rules. <laughs> um, vehicles are affected, but instead they are wrecked on a roll on a D6 roll of six, increasing to four plus if open top because the guys inside melt. Mm -hmm. uh, once this initial attack has been worked out any additional unit within 6 inches of a unit that has suffered casualties yeah. from the initial strike is mm -hmm. also attacked by the life eater virus once this second wave attack has been worked out units within 6 inches of the second wave <laughs> that suffered casualties are also affected and so on mm. this process continues until there are no new units to target or until there are no eligible units within six inches of a unit that takes a casualty. Each so, unit may only be affected once uh, per detonation. So um, you so you deploy, and then you roll the mysterious structures mm -hmm. table. That's what this is telling me. Um, yeah. I probably said that earlier, and I just didn't read it. Yeah. But make sure that you do your deployments first, and then roll on the mysterious structures table to see how many mysterious structures mm -hmm. and then and then roll yes on the on the chart for mysterious structures so this one could this could easily just dick you out <laughs> fuck you over before the game even starts yeah and, and it's funny because i was actually listening to um well flight of the eisenstein but it also works for uh because it was happening galaxy and flames Basically, the life eater virus, um, if it can, if it has nothing, no, you know, life organisms to eat, it'll start eating itself, and and it wears it, it burns itself out. Um, but it hops from living organism to living organism to living organism, and this rule, this this, perfectly, That's why you gotta wear a mask, man. Perfectly described. Well, even even when they were wearing full full sealed armor no, it still got I'm in making like, a stab at anti-maxers oh. <laughs> so i said you gotta wear a mask low-key stab low-key coronavirus jab yeah uh the coronavirus is our life eater virus right now um so this one there's nothing you need to do to uh represent it on the battlefield because it, it only affects the first you know before the deployment or not before the point before the first turn, and basically it's it's gonna fuck someone over if yeah. it does go off. But only the detonates. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this one I love it because it could really, you know, it could screw anyone over. Um, it's fun. It's thematic, very thematic, um, and it's devastating, just like the life yeah. eater viruses. Exactly. But man, if you get nailed with that oh. and then win. Oh yeah. You bragging yeah. right. You got yeah. some major cojones. Oh yeah. 
You fucking hurt his nails. Yeah, no You're shit. Gareth Randy himself. 630 days. <laughs> Hashtag 630 days. <laughs> so. Korax was only on the planet for 90, and that almost killed him. Bitch. This regular Marine just fucking hunted it out for 630 days. Some other guys. Yeah, you got a bit of a heart on for him, don't you? He's pretty sweet. <laughs> He's pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, Esteban 5 didn't get model. Esteban 5 didn't get uh, life eatered, life no, eater bombed. So, uh, too many I mean, traitors Lok- on the surface. Loken. Loken is uh, a survivor. He's a true survivor. He only survived because Saltaritz was like, get underground, man. And He's then, still a survivor. He still yeah, survived survivor, the Titans but... stepping on him. Jesus no, the Titan Christ didn't is... step on him. Well, stepped on the building he Not was the in. building. Yeah, that's fine. Jesus Christ, man. Have some respect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that concludes the mysterious, uh, the Isvan 3. The Isvan 3. No, the Isvan 3 battlefield rules. Well, yeah, battlefield Real... rules. Yep. They're all mysterious. Except for the the Bree. Um yeah. you can easily like we're gonna be using these in our in our in our event, right? Uh yes. Yeah. As I, much I as we can. See, yes. As much as we can. Because it, they'll at the very least they'll be on my table. No. Um try to incorporate some into your table as well, I guess. Just well, decide yeah, which ones you want and then Yeah. Like, you know, well, obviously mysterious structure we can roll on. Oh yeah. We can. Um but uh, actually, we might even just choose them because I, I don't want to have like people, multiple people handling like ordinance. I mean, like, oh, I have to put the charmable altar down. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. Uh, I see you know, and because, yeah, otherwise you're going to have like you know, several people throughout the day touching it. Well, um, I mean, you could just that... like have them mark it. Just yeah. like here, the market with a dice. Yeah, but I mean, I'll probably just build it. I'll try, like, I'll probably just build an altar, and like every time, it's always an altar. I hear you. I hear you. You know what I mean? Um, and then I guess we just won't get a life eater one, which is fine because I can see somebody pitching a fit. Oh, someone will, someone will <laughs> lose their fucking life. <laughs> How am I supposed to win when my entire army got fucking life eatered? Like, I don't know. <laughs> don't stand near life eater virus. <laughs> <laughs> you, you picked the wrong building to be in, bud. <laughs> yeah, don't stand next to it, idiot. What do you want from me? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we 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 can figure it out. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll definitely discuss that. Yeah. So fingers crossed, our event is still happening in September. In September. Um, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, if we have to, we can push it back. Is we're not going anywhere. It'll give me more time to build and paint more stuff. But I would yep. like to do it in September. That's what I'm pushing for. That's my goal. Same. So I would agree. If things start to you know, if that curve starts to flatten again, we'll be we'll be able to do it. But like masks are gonna one hundred percent be mandatory. Yes. Uh, that is a non negotiable. I agree. Um, I'm not putting my family at risk. No, not to play toy soldiers. Not to. No, no, it's not worth it. Um, not putting myself at risk. No, exactly. Not getting into too much detail. Like even if you don't have symptoms, you can actually be impacted um, cardiovascularly or mm. um, respiratorily. 
mm. uh, for the rest of your life if you get this disease, if you get this, if you get infected with this virus, because um, it, it doesn't affect you the same way that like a cold does. Mm. Uh, it attacks your epithelial cells. So like I, I had a doctor telling me about a patient um, where they were like, like their oxygenation in their blood had dropped dramatically because the hemoglobin was being affected by the virus hmm. um, because there's epithelial cells in your blood cells. Yeah. Um, and so like, I mean, that's, that's critical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Person's not really experiencing any other symptoms, but their blood's not effectively transmitting oxygen. That's pretty that's big, a big issue. deal. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and, and we've had, you know, deaths of young people that don't have comorbidities and stuff. It's just, just not worth it. Right. Yeah. Uh, we got, we got to take care of ourselves, friends and family, right? It's, exactly. This is just a game of toy soldiers. Yeah. Um, we can easily stay six feet away from each other with masks, with tons of hand sanitizer around. Don't touch yeah. other people's models. Pretty much. Don't touch your face. <laughs> Yeah, we can go we can go through all this when we get there, but yeah, um, I think everyone's pretty good. I don't think anybody's. You know, no, I I think so. I think pitch a fit over having to wear a mask. If, I think everyone's they, if, pretty serious about safety. So if they don't want to wear a mask, then they don't get to play. Yeah, but I I don't think well I I don't, I don't think we're gonna have that we'll problem. Have anyone. Yeah, I don't think we will either. Um, everyone seems pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, everyone's taking it fairly seriously, which is nice. Yeah. Um. Yes, I agree. But if we if we have to, we will push it. But right on. Okay, why don't we so, take uh, another quick break? Yeah, and, and we're gonna have our own mysterious. Yeah, segment. we're gonna. That's right. Roll on your D six and see what it is. Yeah, roll on your D six and tell us what <laughs> yeah. you think it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Um, very thematic. I like it. So, <laughs> yeah. So we will be back after this short music break. Right on. And welcome back to the Death and Betrayal podcast. Uh, we're back with part three of episode six, and joining us today is uh, Miles from Little Legend Studio. How you doing, Miles? I'm not too bad. Thank you very much for having me on board on this new podcast. Yeah, delighted to be here. Yeah, thanks for helping us out and, and showing up on the show. Uh, it's, a, yeah. it's a big favor for <laughs> a project still in its infancy. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, anytime I get to chat about heresy, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to kind of like dip my beak into it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of heresy, uh, oh, yeah. I, I can news. only assume that uh, that you've seen Forge World's little update there. Uh, yeah, so uh, like uh, like half an hour before we recorded or oh, started recording the show, yeah. Forge World put up uh, as their profile image the Horus Heresy symbol, and then mm. they put up a new uh, video for the Facebook page, and then they converted over the text saying we th- this is the place for all things Horus Heresy. So it it looks like from the outside looking in that they're converting that page into the Horus Heresy page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little ray of sunshine in the age of darkness. <laughs> Here's, my question. Here's my question. Is Forge World going to be solely focusing on Horus Heresy and like Games Workshop themselves are just backing away from it completely? I mean, a... maybe. Um, because I can see specialist games keeping Blood Bowl, Necromunda, uh, you know, the, the smaller skirmish type games yeah. under their banner. But Forge World, whenever you say Forge World, the first thing that comes up to me is like big tanks. That's what they were founded yeah. on, right? 
big resin tags. Perhaps mm. they want to clarify that a little bit more and keep it solely uh, for all things Horus Heresy, whether it be Titans, whether it be uh, Horus Heresy armies, Primarchs, and whether it could be Battlefleet Heresy. Ooh. Ooh. I'm, I'm itching for a little bit of that. I, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't mind. Like, I, I like the Titanicus game. I like the rule set a lot. It's a lot of fun, mm. but I hate building and painting Titans. Would much rather build and paint little tiny ships. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was a big fan of Battlefield Cosmic back in the day when it, when it came out. It was because uh, I started playing Epic, and then I moved Battlefield Gothic was just a natural move for me. And I'm looking forward to the fact that they might actually bring back, you know, Heresy Battlefleet. Mm -hmm. Great. I mean, you see in so many 3D files around, you've mm. seen people print out their own ships. Just how amazing. I mean, I'm not sure who's producing these files. So I'm going to blanket this as kind of like, okay, amateur sculptors doing this. Yeah. Imagine if professional sculptors took over this and we started seeing kits in plastic. Yeah, well, I mean, one oh, thing yeah. they can do now, because they, they've got the, the Battlefleet Gothic uh, Armada games, is you can actually pull the 3D model right out of it, and then just a few couple changes and throw it into an STL. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, so then, then you can 3D print it, make the mold from that, and start pumping them out in plastic. I mean, imagine owning your own Conqueror. <laughs> oh, oh. Gloriana class, that's what I'm after. Yeah. <laughs> I need wow. I need Sanguinius's ship, the red tier. Yeah. And uh, what's the emperor ship? That big golden barge is, is, is Somnus Imperium or something like that. I, I was just oh. listening to it in the um, I don't uh, satellite. Uh, I was listening to it before I came on the show. Oh uh, no no spoilers. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm only not, like I'm two chapters into Sat into oh, Saturday. Two chapters. Well, let me tell you everything that happened. <laughs> One guy did. One guy did drop uh, a pretty substantial spoiler. He was like, hey, how do you guys feel about Blank? And I was like, are you oh, kidding? Dish. <laughs> he was just like, he's like, oh, sorry, I haven't read it. I just listened to it on YouTube. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, normally I'm, I'm not such a big one when it comes to spoilers. I don't really care because we, we know the rough outline of the story. But yeah. there are a few things in this book I, I'd want to read for myself first. Mm. And... Okay, I think it's best if we skip over this subject now entirely before I blitz. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't find the Emperor's name. <laughs> I don't know. I can't find it. Uh, All right, well, we'll look it up. Yeah. We'll figure it out. The only ones I'm finding, like, the immediate list for, and, and I know we know other ones, like the Red Tier, mm -hmm. um, but, like, Vengeful Spirit, Invincible Reason, The Conqueror, McCrag's Honor. Uh, notable sword storm, white scars, imperial fists. Yes, mentioned in nope. the short story, uh, Gray McNeil wrote where uh, the emperor and Horus uh, kill an orc, and the the emperor kind of falls through the, this decaying uh, orc superstructure, and he, uh, Horus saves his life. I, I know it's mentioned in that. Yeah. Um, any listeners out there, if you want to write very angry comments uh, in in the YouTube, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Please, please let us know because um, it's also not on the wiki. Um, they got the alpha and the beta, but not, not the emperor's ship. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I can't wait for that. I, I, I think, I think what they're gonna do, like, like you said, Miles. I think they're gonna still keep the specialist games, but mm. that's such a niche. Uh, you're devoting a lot of like brand and marketing momentum. Yeah. Um, away from your your main money maker, which is 
the horse heresy and, and it's affiliated products. So I think it's a good thing. I'm, I'm excited yeah. about it. Um, hopefully we're going to see a little more, a little more interaction. I mean, they were already good before at, at you know, chatting back in the comments and, and reaching yeah, out with fan base. It would be nice to have them brought more into the mold. I mean, especially when you look over a glance over 40 K, the kind of communication and the level of support that game system is producing. I know as, as a heresy play, looking over a little bit envious, you know, you, you mm -hmm. bought your Indomitus set, but you really want to, that Mark Four, it's your player Primarchs. Uh, so anything where they can bring it more in line with, I guess, the rest of the uh, revamp system, it can't be a bad thing, right? Yeah, I agree. no, it, exactly. I mean, I know, I know, I'm wishlisting here, and then there's been no indication of it. But another box game with like Mark Two armor for, um, yeah, for the Blood or the Dark Angels and uh, the Night Lords would be perfect. Uh, this and this would be a perfect time to announce it. Well, they've been they've been they've been hint, hint, rumoring the rumor. The rumors have been going around forever that we're going to get a uh, heresy style plastic rhino forever. Yeah, and I wonder if I, I doubt that would happen if they're just doing a box uh, a box standalone game like they have with uh, Prospero Burns and Trail Kelf. Because I mean, how would a rhino fit in something like that? But I mean, that rumor's been going around for a while. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could do it, I guess, if you did say, um, one side as like assault marines, uh, and you could do, I don't know, like Mark Four, Mark Five, plastic assault marines, mm -hmm. and then um, you could do like a rhino on the other side with like some vets or something, um, like some Mark Two. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a wish, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure we'll ever get the. We'll never get the plastic rhino. I don't think. Speaking of wish listing, this is something I've been texting my friends. Uh, okay, Friday uh, as a recording is Tuesday now. Friday, yeah, yeah. so Friday coming up. What are we going to see? Uh, well, now that we've got that picture, I think you're finally going to see either the lion or we're going to see book nine. I, I'm, I, I'm for both. You think they're going to drop? Yeah, both? could be both. Could be both. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be an expensive weekend for me. It's going to be a fun <laughs> weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm only going to need a book on that order. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a book and the lion. So. Uh, I hope so. Uh, man, man, do I hope so. But um, before we can play play through that Black Book mission, though, we're going to have to, uh, we got to get through Return to Estvan. We do. Yes. <laughs> Very professional segue. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it it's almost like I missed a calling, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, so um, I guess one of the reasons why I'm on is to uh, talk about uh, our return to Istvan. So uh, if you haven't seen already, uh, go on any of the social media platforms, type in the hashtag return to Istvan. Now, we purposely left it uh, not as Istvan 3, Istvan 5, with, because we might want, to, uh, might want to increase our pledge later on. But, okay, where did all this start? Um, boredom, really. Boredom <laughs> and lockdown. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, the, the Warhammer community were doing uh, previews and Saul Tarbits was mm -hmm, previewed mm -hmm. and we got chatting in the group you know I'm, I'm sure this happened with you guys like oh wow that's a really cool model like wow yeah, do you remember yeah. book one how amazing was book one how amazing were the, uh, the missions in it you know what I've always wanted to collect X army from that book mm -hmm. we should totally do we should so do that um, so that's how it all kicked off in the group chat we my local gaming group, we decided very quickly we wanted to do a 1500 point Centurion fo force based mm -hmm. around uh, mainly the artwork and the old lore 
especially from book one and the first trilogy of the Horus Heresy uh, series. So lots of Marines, lots of armor, lots of bolters. That was our vision for it. Now, as with any kernel of an idea, you get out into the wild, it mutates, it changes, it it no longer stays your own. Uh, Got chatting with a couple of guys from the Crusade and Heresy Forum, and the same thing happened. Like, wow, I've always wanted to collect XYZ army. Mm -hmm. But they wanted to do it in slightly different ways. They wanted to include uh, armor. They wanted to do it bigger. They wanted to do um, like 3K lists. So it, that was, I guess, the first mutation. Mm-hmm. Third mutation, yeah, yeah. you put up online, return to Istvan, a me- social media blitz um, that I, I, I think was generally well-received. Hopefully it wasn't meant to be like an exclusive thing. It wasn't meant to be uh, to, to push anybody away from the community. It's meant to sh- uh, show like, okay, we are interested parties and we want to do this thing. Look, we are doing this thing, drawing attention to the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and from then on, Anybody who wanted to participate in this challenge of just collecting one of the original Istvan legions from Istvan 3, more than welcome to do so. One of the caveats, the only caveat, is that you have to include in your social media hashtag return to Istvan. That way we keep a track on everyone's progress. We can encourage each other. And we just give each other some incentive to keep going. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. We we jumped on it right away because uh, oh, yeah. it's it's something we tried to do years ago, and we only got like halfway through because <laughs> my my painting techniques were <laughs> not not efficient, no, they <laughs> and were not. Uh, and I I burnt out extremely quickly doing an Emperor's Children army. Because <laughs> yeah, we were we were doing you were doing uh, Traitor Emperor's Children, and I was doing a uh, Loyalist Sons of Horus. And my sons of Horus went from, I'm only going to do about, you know, 1,500, 2,000, maybe 2,500 to a 6,000 points worth now. Like, I just, yeah. I just, I kept that train rolling. So I've got a fairly substantial sons of Horus army. But in the meantime, I've also started building a Death Guard and a World Leaders army. So I've well, yeah, there got you go. three of the so four. You, yeah, you've, you, you've got one of the original legions. So, I mean, there's always something in the back of your head. So, for example, I'm painting up the uh, Traitor Sons of Horus. Yeah. But in the back of my head, I'd love to do an Emperor's Children army. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do a Death Guard army. So perhaps when we hit Istvan 5, I might want to change. And mm-hmm. I guess that's the beautiful thing of it, that we Ooh, want yeah. to keep the, especially in our gaming group, the focus very narrow. Because how often have you started with a, a project with good intentions and it balloons way too quickly? You start with 1,500 points and you buy like 5,000 points worth of stuff. Oh, you, yeah. paint, yep. you paint one unit, you think to yourself, God, that's taking way too long and you lose all interest. And then ninth edition comes up for uh, like the Indomitus box set, which just r- completely collapses the wind out of the sails, uh, which has mm. kind of happened with me at the moment. Um, but... <laughs> I'm fighting um, it. Yes. <laughs> I have it. I have the box. But yeah, same here. The it. book is yeah. I, anyway, getting off topic here. Uh, so uh, the the date uh, where we are including final submissions is the first of December. Mm-hmm. If you go over that, no need to worry. You've had some stuff painted. You've bought some stuff. Great. You're well on your way. If you get it done in that time, if you get it well done in that time, okay, cool. Add to your force. Because I'm sure when we come to the gaming side of things, you'll want a bit of a change. So with my 1,500-point list, it's mainly based around Abaddon's personal uh, just there and God. And they are a execution force uh, mm, to yeah. take out 
the the enemy leaders. If I get, it's a very small concentrated force. If I get that done in time, hell, I might throw Sakaran in there. I might, th- I mean, that would really throw the the the, the wrench in the works, considering mm. we do Centurion. I might throw it. Um, yeah, hey, that's okay. Traders don't fight fair. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. You know, I'm just going to throw something else in there to to bulk it out by the time the first of December uh, rolls around. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm uh, I'm going a little sideways with it, and I actually didn't do one of the first legions. I'm doing Caleb Decima's uh, Istvan Survivor Force. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, just because I, I didn't want to go back down the Emperor's Children route, although uh, I'm painting Fulgrim right now and it's making it hard. And those are the kind of decisions, those are the kind of conversations we're having in the group chat, uh, or just generally online. Even if your idea of an Isfan Three Force doesn't fit squarely into Book One, doesn't matter because you read the law, you get inspired by a story, mm. and you want to try and replicate it. So there's a lot of inconsistencies. There's a lot of things that we wish we could do, but there aren't currently the rules to do so. Characters, mm-hmm. scenarios, yeah. stories. Why don't we just break away from that and do whatever the hell we want? Exactly. Yeah. I've been saying that for years. Yeah. <laughs> so it has, it has been nice. Just do what you want. Yeah, we're, it has been nice having those conversations. We are literally just fighting future fake history. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's not real, yeah. but I mean... It's a reenactment. It's reenactment of something that's not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we I mean we're playing a, a niche game within a niche game, right? Yeah. If yeah. you want to it's very obvious if you take something that's completely unbalanced. If you take a Leviathan or like three Leviathans, say, well, historically I read it in this book, of course you're you're bending things a little bit there. But what if um you took a unit of just there and unit reavers uh, with a dreadnought? Now that isn't a game legal army. However, mm-hmm. it might be for that particular scenario. It's not overwhelming. It's not. Um, it, it's not exactly bending uh, the, the, the rules to the point of breaking point. However, it's more in line with the story, and it's been nice having those conversations, creating armies based mm-hmm. in line with the story, with the law, and the history we've all just really enjoyed. For God, how long has it been since the first Heresy book? Uh, two thousand six. Oh, two thousand twelve. Yeah. The the, the the book, the black book oh. from from Forge World was two thousand twelve, but the first uh, Horus Rising was yeah two thousand six. Oh, there you go. So I mean, the Forge World book is nearly tw- ten years old. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, we- okay, we need a celebration for that. I know. 2020 or 2022 we need to have a big celebration for like you actually we actually talked about this lot or earlier in the podcast they came came out in june 2012 right in line with sixth edition yeah wow. sixth edition 40k yeah seems like such a long time ago now well it is yeah so nearly 10 years ago wonder if that new book is coming out in ninth ninth ed maybe that's maybe that's gonna drop on friday a ninth ed version of heresy get ready for the hate mail uh, <laughs> I might be one of those guys. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I'm. I'm. I haven't read the rules for ninth edition yet, so I can't really say. But there are things I did not like. Really, did not like about eighth edition. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. So I mean, what what I've seen so far is that they've fixed that. But let me just let me just get out ahead of this and say the psychic phase is considerably better. Yeah, the psychic <laughs> phase is considerably broken in heresy. I know I took full advantage of it with my thousand sons. Full advantage of it. <laughs> so as a weird aside, I, I have a student who's working on converting the old magic laws from from um, Warhammer Fantasy Eighth Edition, oh. Edition 
to yeah. use in heresy. Yeah, he says it, it, it's interesting, especially when you start throwing purple suns at people and you do um, a Cadon's um, transformation. Transforming mm, into yeah, I, a, uh, I could get into that. Yeah. I could get into that. Well, the rules uh, pack is coming up. Uh, he's promised to send me over a copy. I'll put it up on the website for people to peruse and hopefully use in their own games. I, I'm definitely going to try it just for the sheer unholy glow of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's it's that's the one thing I liked about uh, that that old world fantasy that that almost sucked me in. It was just the over the top magic spells and the fact that it can go so horribly wrong on you. It was cra- yeah, it was <laughs> it was great because you you couldn't really put together a Death Star because there'd always be that chance of just rolling a double six yep. and blowing through that unit. Yeah, just take that off the table. Take that beautifully yeah. painted Primark model. Just pick it up. Bye-bye. Put it over there. <laughs> so, Actually, yeah. I've ha- I have had Hold that up. happen to me. Yeah, I, um, I do it quite frequently. I had Magnus <laughs> teleport in into a Leviathan, and then the first time I, I dropped in, it was just returned, you know, ongoing reserve. Tried it again, deep struck right into the same Leviathan again, and killed myself and all my <laughs> and all my Sekmex. So, uh, Magnus was not having a good day that day. You know, considering it, it was Magnus and Sekmet, I have no sympathy for yeah, you. I, I don't That's think right. anybody has any sympathy no. for me when that happened. No, no, I, I cheer no. at storms like that. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my Mordathan have turned many a Primarch and Bodyguard to ash in like one round of shooting, and I don't think I've ever killed more than one or two Sekhmet Terminators with them. Mm, I can see <laughs> that those they are overpowered. Look, but that's the that's the power creep that's happening in Heresy itself. So, but well, I that's why we need a ninth edition reset. The the, the balances them out. If you've used yeah, it does. Sayakana, mm. it, it really, really does balance out against units like that. Yeah. Um, no. I don't like the divining blade, so uh, and the the reason being not not because I've been on the receiving end of it. I actually haven't played against them. Um when every attack is instant death, it kinda gets rid of that like cinematic two praetors like chopping at each other with Baroque swords. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't have any drawbacks either. No. No. Yeah. Like the, the other yeah. side, Connor, you'll notice that okay, you get an advantage, but you t- have to take wounds, or there's some some downside to it. Like dealing with any making any deal with warp, you get a boon, but you get it at a cost. It it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's a cost appropriate to the boon you get with that sword. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, every time you kill uh maybe every time you kill an enemy with the divining blade, you get a roll a d6, and on a one you turn it to warp spawn. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, uh, perhaps. <laughs> so, um, if you roll a, a one to wound, or if your opponent rolls a one for an invulnerable save, it kills you instead. Ooh, yeah. This is why I'm not a rules writer, because that's yeah. completely ridiculous. No one will ever take it then. Yeah. It's too, too much. <sighs> too much. You might though. risk for the reward. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But the no, thing it's is, only right, one in six chance. Well, yeah. But like, I'll, I'll take those odds. The thing is, the thing is, right now there's no risk taking that that weapon. There's mm-hmm. nothing. Why would you not take it? It's 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 thirty points more than a Paragon blade. That is and expensive. It is expensive, but at the end of the day, if you, it's just it's so powerful in combat. Um, there's just there's no reason why you shouldn't take it and bend that fifty points instead of the twenty points for the the Paragon blade. It's just. Yeah, and that's the think... bad thing, right? It becomes an auto include, and you don't want those or yeah. those things in your game. You don't mm-hmm. want to have what's the phrase? Lazy heresy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Any anytime it becomes an auto include, it's broken. Um, that's kind of how how I think about it. But I mean, it it becomes even more dangerous in the hands of Blood Angels, Day of Revelation, or Emperor's Children armies. Yeah. Any mm-hmm. any close combat armies. Yeah. It 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 just becomes very very powerful. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're gonna strike first. Get him away. Thank God Custody's shield captains can't take it. Oh, God. <laughs> what a mess that would be. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know who should be able to take those Sisters of Silence? Yes, 100%. Dude, yeah. That that fits. Maybe make it exclusively Sisters of Silence, and I'm on board. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Knight Centura, you don't really see her anyway on the field. I mean, yeah. Imagine they're taking out, like, a greater demon. With that thing. Exactly. Yeah. But that might actually get people taking the Night Centura. And that's cinematic as all hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more than just Janisha Kroll out there. Yeah. There's other other Warriors of Legend. Um, I can't remember the the Oblivion Knight that rocks around with Diocletian, but um, I can't remember her name. Well, she, can't, she doesn't speak, so I mean, how am I going to remember it? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, if, if 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 it was just the Sisters of Silence who could take that, man, all, all the power to them because that that would make them a more viable or HQ a more viable choice in a uh, Talents of the Emperor army. Like it would, one hundred percent. Well, you see more of them at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll make that a fact for the next Hecate event. Hmm? Just divine, divining blades exclusively, Night Centuries. For the one yeah. person that has Sisters of Silence in their army, yeah, um, oh, there's one guy and he's he he'd do it, he'd take it. Very well. <laughs> the thing was, uh, uh, Sisters of Silence that's fine. were you, Sisters you can of nuke Silence. it from a good distance. They're only toughness three. Well, Sisters of Silence were kind of not being used for a long time in custode armies until Magnus started, you know, running run and train through custode armies, specifically my Magnus. That's when Sisters of Silence became an auto-include uh, in tournaments in our area because of Magnus. Sadly yeah, so. well, thanks for contributing to the uh, detente. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, awesome. Okay, Miles, why don't you... Uh, I know I know you're a big Blood Angels guy. I know we've talked a lot about Return to Istvan. Um, d- did you want to... Uh, did you want to maybe give us a rundown on, on how you came into choosing those two armies? Um, into the, the Blood Angels. Well, um, gosh, it was at the very outset of the heresy and people were starting to draw lines uh, in the sand. I thought, OK, uh, even though I'm a professional miniature painter, it, it does take me quite a while to paint for myself. Uh, yep. in between other works because the last thing you want to do when you do think of something professionally is go home and do it some more need mm-hmm. the time off um and i started thinking what does the heresy mean to me what are when i think of the heresy what's the first image that flashes in my head well it was that artwork in the old lost and the damned uh i, I can't remember the name of the artist but it's all black and white image of the emperor and terminator armor ascending the steps oh yeah it's horus that was reimagined by adrian smith it was that piece of artwork so i knew i wanted uh something from that scene and i knew that i wanted something that was uniquely horse heresy when you uh, there was a trope at the time where people were collecting 
heresy armies, but could also be used in 40k. There was the crossover. I wanted something that was mm. completely unique. So the the outline of the army, the, uh, the the black and white still of it had to be um, heresy in nature. So it came down to three decisions. Uh, it was either Logar and uh, the word bearers, because I love Betrayer. Uh, yeah. Such an amazing book. Um, and I've always had an interest in religion and how people uh, worship things, like the the the, uh, the study around that. So I thought that'd be quite a cool thing to explore. Lots of lots of uh, grist for the mill. Uh, the white scars, because at no other time in history can you have an all jet bike army. Mm. But I really didn't like the uh, scimitar jet bike. If they had bullock pattern jet bikes, the kind that. Um, uh, Samuel from the Raven Wing has. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I think, yeah. I think it was a plump for an army, but I didn't like the scimitar uh, the style whatsoever. And then, of course, third option. Uh, as a kid, reading through the Angels of Death codex, mm. flicking through the stories, learning about the history of, of uh, Sanguinius on Baal. When I was a kid growing up, that that was the that was the. The, the sacrifice that stood out to me during the Horus Heresy, that this is a time of sacrifice where heroes are killing each other in rampant numbers, left, mm-hmm. right, and center, people are falling. So for to, to have that sense of sacrifice and to have that army and to have the image as well of Sanguinia sacrificing himself uh, for the emperor, for, for the Imperium at the end, mm-hmm. I knew that the model would be insane once it was released. So oh, yeah. that... That was my decision process. That's what led me to the Blood Angels. That I needed a force. Uh, I I needed time to build up an army. I thought I'd have two or three years. I didn't imagine it would take as long to get Sanguinius, but it was well worth the wait. I have quite a big army to go alongside it now wow. uh, to accompany him into into battle. So that that's my story. For the Sons of Horus, uh, we drew lots for it. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it was it was being divided up, so you can stake a claim. They nobody had claimed traitor sons of Horus. I thought jackpot. It's one of those armies I've always wanted to do. I mean, it's called the Horus Heresy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I want to play like the arch bad guys, and that sons of Horus green. It's such an infuriating yet enchanting color scheme. The models are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the best of the, the Games Workshop. Or any miniature producer uh, producers made in that scale. So of course it would be that them. So the, the, that those are the reasons why I plumped for those two collections. Yeah, um, brilliant. It, doesn't, it, I mean, it, it helps that they were at the end, you know, facing off against each other, the Blood Angels and the uh, Sons of Horus. Like they were two sides of the same coin because of how how much love Sanguinius and Horus had for each other and how devastating it was when he turned turned on sanguinius and then eventually murdered him too right yeah i mean god you, you just remind me of another reason uh much more practically i wanted a legion that would be present on terror so when they did eventually come to do the books i wanted a legion ready and raring to go i didn't mm. want like dark angels or ultramarines people who do participate but in my mind's eye on the periphery of the storyline uh the mm-hmm. principal actors of this story are concentrated at terror at the end Hmm. Yeah, for me, it's it's kind of two two points, right? Um, I mean, that, that's that's the reason I went with the Blood Angels was for more or less the same thing. I wanted someone that was present at Terra, and I've always kind of liked the sacrifice and the 
the kind of angelic look that comes with Sanguinius. Um, yeah, that, that ultimate that ultimate sacrifice that he gives up. Um, and then the on the other side, I wanted something from the other major inciting incident of the the heresy, which is his fan five, mm-hmm. um, which lent me into the 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 Raven Guard. Um, but you know, I, I was just thinking if if you've got uh, maybe maybe in 2012 we'll have to scoot across the pond and we'll just run like a big siege of Terra or something. 2022. 2022. <laughs> that is what 2012. I meant. Yes. Yeah, I meant for the 10. No. Yeah, we're gonna go back in time. Yeah, we're gonna call up Doc <laughs> Brown and go back in time here. It sets up a Dexcon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that would be that would be wicked. I would love to do that. Um, I love Chicago, so <laughs> it's a great town. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, that would be that would be legit. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I mean, you're 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 a professional painter. People know you for your art. What's what's the hottest new trend in miniature painting for Little Legend? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, texture. So. Um, <laughs> I think textures, textures are a big thing and people seeing your brushstrokes. So um, tracing my own development as an artist, it started with just laying down foundational color as crisply and cleanly as you possibly could. Edge Mm. highlights, classic heavier metal style. And then Mm. it evolved into airbrushing, um, creating very subtle blends across an entire area to get more of a, a zenithal highlight generated mm. rather than just edge highlighting everything, even if it sits underneath the plane of, of a shadow. Um, and it, it tended to be the smoother the paint job, the better the paint job was, or that's how, at least how it was perceived. Mm. Now you are tending to see uh, a, just a multiplicity of different styles start to break out, uh, especially th- through things like Patreon, where artists are now able to be supported to do miniature painting, and they're able to explore things in a lot more detail, a lot more expertise. The materials out there are just ridiculous. For a new painter coming into the hobby, the uh, I guess the curve is much higher. So the, the curve is much sharper. And if you want to develop, the resources are out there. They're available. Mm-hmm. When I started, uh, it was only available via uh, like forums, uh, Womp and uh, Cool Mini or not. And even then, the the I guess the materials weren't great because there's people writing it in their spare time. They didn't have access to cameras and they just simply didn't have the time to put mm-hmm. professional tutorials together. Now we have that. Thankfully, because there's a market for it, because like things through Patreon, for example, that you really are able to um, find expertise opinion and uh, ask the artists uh, firsthand. Mm. Uh, So what I'm seeing more and more of is textures being involved. So when you look at a miniature, uh, especially in heavier metal style, where you edge highlight the uh, not so much now. Sorry, this does. I don't want this to sound like an implicit criticism. Back in say like six, <laughs> uh, because they're a lot better now. They they're employing a lot more textures, a lot more techniques on the miniatures. But when you look at a classic paint job, the uh, leather satchel was edge highlighted, the bolter was edge highlighted, the eyes, everything yeah. edge highlighted. Mm. Today, people are varying their brush strokes. So when it comes to leather, they're using stippling techniques. They're using um, old beaten up. Uh, brushes to create lots of really interesting fractures in that and then they are combining that with a different brush stroke for say the armor plate to give it a different um a look entirely so even mm. if you painted a miniature in black nothing but black and white paint you would be able using that technique using the textures to define what 
portions of the miniature are which you'd be able to tell what was silver, what was gold, what was ceramic, what was hair, what was um, uh, leather, etc. So that's what you're seeing more and more of. People are embracing textures and they're embracing their own brush strokes. Mm. Very interesting. Do you see? Do you feel like there's a movement away from airbrushes then? Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah, um, I think it's going to swing back around again. I think, especially um, in some of the artists that I see, uh, that there's an embrace that the uh, brush is very much the master's tool, which is weird to say because we all start with a paintbrush. You kind of veer into airbrush, thinking that's the master's tool. Uh, an airbrush is and a brush combined. That's I think is the perfect union mm. uh, i really like overlapping brush and, and airbrush work because airbrushing gives you uh soft transitions very quickly yeah what it lacks is definition what it lacks is grit a brush can give you that what a brush struggles to do is give really nice soft tonal blends so if you overlap the two of them you're able to place the structure of a miniature with a brush and then airbrush over the top of it to give you the nice soft nuanced look and then you can combine it again and again and again to produce the the result you're looking for hmm. wow. yeah but not, but... Really, not on tanks airbrush that uh, airbrush a tank uh, airbrush yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not painting a, a tank with a brush stroke. Yeah, no. <laughs> it just makes me think of like this model I had when I was a kid. I, I got like a Mustang Boss, and like I did not know how to make the paint smooth. So <laughs> it was just like brush strokes all over the the side fending fenders. Well, I think back when I first started playing uh, in the game, I would just use rattle cans. I'd just use spray cans because, and there'd be no depth to my vehicles at all. No, no, no washes, nothing like that. Because I mean, I tried painting once. I think I tried painting a a rhino from second edition with a paintbrush, and one, it took forever. Two, it looked like hot garbage. You know, <laughs> it was I wasn't thinning my paints. It was old GW paints, so they were really thick, and you could yep, just see yep. every line, every stroke of every yep. paint of the paintbrush. Oh, yeah, man, I had, they, I had a chimera like that. <laughs> Um, oh, way back geez. to Katachan Chimera. Um, if anyone doesn't have access to an airbrush, though, uh, you could use a rattle can or you can dry brush the paint over the whole thing. You just have to do mm -hmm. it like two or three times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so the, the dry brushing technique there, uh, the brush needs to be slightly wetted as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to give you that airbrushed look. So, I mean, the airbrush look is certainly uh, able to be achieved with uh, the, those kinds of brushes. Um, but it's just a pain. Yeah, you know why, why not start saving up? Why not start looking into? I mean, it doesn't have to cost an arm and leg. Maybe two hundred pound. I think you could get a really decent setup. Just, mm, yeah. just, just start saving up. Just start like if you have a friend with an airbrush, maybe try it out a couple of times. Give yourself mm. a feel. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're in Canada, Michaels likes to give out sixty percent off coupons. Um, just wait for those, and then go to two different Michaels, and then you can get like a Patriot 105 from Badger and a Badger um, uh, compressor mm. for a very affordable price. Well, every so often Badger does that. Uh, well, every what, February they do that. Every one of their airbrush is on for 50. Oh, yeah. 50 for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that's that. That's a good I, point. I, that's, that's how I got all my airbrushes. I just wait till February and be like, click, click, click. I'm buying three airbrushes. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's just me. Three airbrushes. How many do you still have them in a box? Uh, I have two <laughs> in a box. <laughs> two in a, I have I have an Iwata 
uh, and four badgers. Okay. And I use one airbrush 90% of the time. Yeah, so, I'm exactly the same. You know you can just replace the needle, right? It's not, it's not, <laughs> I'm still using, I'm using a, what am I using? It is the Extreme Patriot 105. I just keep using that one. It doesn't leave, I, I use it 90% of the time. I don't know why I have so many airbrushes. I just did. I know my Iwata. I I kind of was. That's when the one I learned on. So it got clogged up and needs to be re, you know refurbished. Uh, it's in rough condition. The seals are kind of cracked, and I wasn't taking care as good a care of it as I should have been. I've learned yeah. lessons since then. I still want to get it fixed up, and I know there's a place here in Edmonton that will, you know, she'll rebuild them and replace all the seals and all that. So I'm going to be taking it to her eventually. So, but I mean, I just went ham when February comes and just buy an airbrush, buy an airbrush, and then never use it. So yeah, it's fine. You're you're ready for the apocalypse. You'll yeah, be able exactly. to airbrush your minis right right through. I'll be, I'll be able to airbrush my minis right through. Just need a generator <laughs> for my airbrush or for my compressor. Yeah, get a foot pump. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I use a two I use a two airbrush setup because I I have my original Badger Patriot that I bought at Michaels for sixty percent off, mm-hmm. like in like two thousand and fourteen. And that thing is a workhorse, man. Like I've never had to replace a seal on it or the needle. Uh, and now I just use it for priming and, um, and varnishes mm. that, and then I, I have like a point two five, I think is the size in the, I have a badger renegade Chrome, um, which somebody, somebody did the same thing you did. They just bought like a whole bunch and they were like, I don't need this many airbrushes. Mm-hmm. I was like, great, I need a new one. Considering <laughs> how expensive they are, you kind of, I, when I bought my first airbrush setup, I tried to do as cheaply as I possibly could. Cheap Chinese air, uh, air compressor, mm-hmm. uh, cheap Chinese uh, airbrush. The only thing I did splash out was on a Hardron Steenbeck uh, airbrush. Absolutely mm-hmm. love that airbrush. Um, but again, yeah, they're pretty nice. We, we all have the learning curve, right? So we all run all sorts of things through it. We all clog it up. We, badly maintained so mm. it, it feels like a rite of passage having that first day of brushing kind of completely knackering it mm-hmm. and after that initial expense it does get a lot easier kind of like mentally to take to buy new airbrushes uh, yeah i'm exactly yeah. the same whenever a new one comes on whenever a sale is on I'll, I'll pick one up i don't know how many i have right now but i only use the one uh, like you say for like 95 percent of the stuff apart from varnishes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Okay, well, I guess I'm the odd man out here. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a sale. What can I say? Just collectors by nature. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, look, look at the hobby we're in. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, exactly. It's, it's just That's as fair. much uh, playing a game as it is collecting models. So, Yeah, I mean, we all have space marines of some stripe and variety. I have green ones. You have red ones. Wow, those red ones are nice. I need to get some red ones. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We've preconditioned <laughs> this. We've just been conditioned to be consumers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, so if if someone is new to airbrushing, where can they learn all the tips and tricks to get good, like Little Legend? So if you want to get good, you can sign up for my Patreon. Um, thank you again for the the, the segue. <laughs> no uh, problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the uh, Patreon that I run uh, is primarily geared towards teaching you how to paint complex to uh, co- well, complex infantry, complex characters, things like Primarchs, uh, characters from the character series like Raldron, uh, busts, all manner of different types and subjects. 
to basic infantry, uh, where we do uh, more basic courses uh, for, for, for newcomers. Uh, I think we've been running for about four years now. So there's four, at least four years worth of content con uh, with things like Sanguinius, the full tutorial series for that. Uh, we have a full tutorial series uh, for um, uh, the Wolf King. We have mm. it for uh, Conrad Kurz. We have a PDF uh, for him. Uh, we have uh, whole courses dedicated to ultramarines, how to do zenithal highlighting, how to begin using an airbrush, what brushes you should use, what kind of paints you should use. I've tried to make it as comprehensive as I possibly could. I always try and produce the content that I would want to see on mm. there. I, I know it's a bit of a weird thing to say, but if I was a new student, if I was a new hobbyist, if I was somebody coming into this blind, I try and make the process as see-through as possible. So I explain the paint mixtures, recipes. There's a full paint list on every video. Uh, and I try and explain as thoroughly as I possibly can at each step during the video. If you do have any questions, any requests for tutorials, I take them from patrons. By all means, get in contact with me. I want to see what you paint. I want to feel questions. If there's something I haven't included in the video, well, that's that's my fault. I need to address that. So if you do see something that's missing, get in touch because I love hearing. Uh, I love hearing where I've messed up, so I can correct it for the next time. Uh, so you can find that at Patreon, uh, Little Legend Studio. Um, uh, so this month we are currently running a. Hold on, let me have a look. A July exclusive. Um, Brushwork 103. Now, it, I'm not sure when this goes out. Uh, it might be in August. But what I'll do, if you quote this show, you can get the Brushwork 103, the July exclusive, as well as the Zenithal uh, priming video as well. So nice. if you want to quote... Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, quote, quote the podcast, uh, send a message through to me. I'll send you through those materials as a thank you for signing up. Uh, it starts at $1, and you can get a full a course on world eaters. Uh, if you then want to progress in your own learning experience, you could look at the $7, which gives you access to the PDFs, uh, $10 to seminars, $15 to everything. And uh, the higher you go, the more stuff you get. So $15, mm -hmm. you get all the videos, you get all the seminars, you get all the PDFs, and you get everything from the tiers underneath. Yeah, I I'm a $15 member and I look forward to the videos. Like I'm actually on the page right now. And I can't wait to watch the Dark Angels one you did. Like, oh, good. Yeah, it's, it seems timely, right? It does. It does. It seems so fitting right now with what could possibly be coming out. And I love, I love because I mean, I have a Dark Angels army and I, I, it's been, I've been collecting it since about 2012. So mm -hmm. it has different blacks in it because I've yeah. just learned, as I've gotten better at painting and learned new mm -hmm. techniques. But from now, I'm probably going to watch this tutorial later today. And uh, probably going to try and duplicate it myself on my, when I, especially on uh, line when he comes out. Because, oh. I mean, the, the, the black is fantastic. It really, really stands out. Um, Thank you. So I'm, that video you're looking at is for, so that's to produce display standard infantry marines. Mm -hmm. Next month, there'll be another video on how to uh, do display level uh, characters, so Praetors, mm. Moratats, etc. When the lion does hit, there'll be a full uh, video so series on him breaking down the process as oh. an easily digestible manner as possible, as well as a accompanying PDF alongside him. So you'll have the PDF, you'll have the video, 
any mm. which way you want to learn, it'll be there. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I, 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 one, I, I, one thing I will say about the the videos is like, if you're going to use the videos for a Primark, it, it really is broken out into several separate videos typically. Um, yes. So that way you can actually, you don't have to try to hurry it all out in one session. You can pick, yeah. pick and choose your pieces um, from the videos as you're actually painting them on the model. Yeah, so the Primark projects, because they are so complex and so in-depth, I can't mm. fit them easily into a two, three-hour uh, episode, two, three-hour. So I'll tend to break them down into smaller, more easily digestible, explainable portions. Uh, mm. So videos typically last anywhere from 20 minutes to half an hour. Some of the larger videos, say like the Krieg, uh, say some of the uh, latest tutorials I have been doing, the, the kind of like one-shot tutorials like uh, Serzas, the uh, Necron Lord. Uh, I believe he was a 49 minute uh, uh, episode or, or, or uh, lesson. Mm. Uh, and in that, uh, on the bottom left hand side of the screen, uh, there is an explanation of the process. So if you want to do the gold body, well, you just scroll along the video to see, okay, gold body, gold body. Okay, I've moved on to the green. Mm. And that way it's indexed. So even on the larger videos, hopefully you should be able to just pick and choose what you want to view when you want mm. to view it. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. I mean, I mean, Stephen, like what we were talking about earlier about the content that's being out, that's out there um, by professional painters and whatnot, like it, it, it's ev it's elevated everyone uh, to a new level of standard of painting. Mm -hmm. um, and it's great because like, my painting was gone from ah, it's all right to like watching your videos. I I've, I think I've stepped my game up quite a bit and I, now I find things are the more I do it, the easier it is. And, and, and I think one of the things is taking from like, as a, as a, one of your Patreons, um, the videos are very in depth and they real, even if you don't take everything out of the video and don't use every technique that you use, you're going to learn something and as long as you practice it, you'll get better at it and you'll take your own painting to the next level. God, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. So uh, the videos, like you say, uh, I throw a lot at you uh, in mm. the videos. If you pick up a few things here and there, th that's great because you'll include them in your work. You may um, thinking like six months time, like, oh, wait a minute, I remember something from a video. How do you do that? You go back and you reincorporate that into your work. Uh, yeah, I, I do try and give you uh, as much value as I possibly can uh, in the videos because I, I understand, I mean, times are horrific at the moment. People mm -hmm. are losing their jobs. Uh, so I, I really appreciate people staying with the Patreon, especially during this time, it, it, because this this is part of my income that it, it, it allows yeah. me to uh, you know, pay the mortgage on my house. Uh, so I, I I don't want people to think that this is like a flippant thing for me. I, I really appreciate every single person on there. And I do try and give you the maximum amount of stuff I can per mm. month for it. Um, but yeah, like you say, if you are dedicated enough if you have the genuine willing desire to increase your level to learn new skills the patrons there for you to study mm. it's been uh, set up um very much in the way I, I took university lessons so it's been set up in that teaching structure um it, the materials are there for you but like yourself You've put the effort into it. You have mm. taken the lessons. You've taken them on. You've incorporated them into your own style. And you've seen the fruits of that labor. 
And another thing I found um, uh, patrons get is that they're able to do more with their time. How often have you sat down at your table? Oh, brilliant. Okay, I have an hour to paint. Mm-hmm. And you spent about half of that just looking up color schemes or trying to dream up what you want to do rather than yeah. just doing it. Yeah. The patron breaks that barrier down. It helps you to overleap that barrier because we have the system there. We have the paints there. You can see how I've, I, I've done this, the, these things. And even if you don't have these exact colors, you will have equivalents that you're able to introduce into your own work at that time. So you're able to do a lot more with the time with the very, very few hours we do get to hobby for ourselves per week. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been the biggest thing for me is just making me more efficient um, mm-hmm. at actually getting things done. Because uh, that, that's what killed me on my, my old Emperor's Children project. It was just, mm-hmm. I, I did not, you know, I mean, they looked good they didn't look as good as they would now but uh they also took me way longer to get them done uh even my old raven guard scheme uh mm-hmm. was much more laborious than than the the one for the praetor that uh for the gareth arendi that i just mm-hmm. posted on on instagram the other day yeah the magenta no yeah. The magenta. yeah thank you for the magenta one i was racking my brain with that like I, even, I put a poll up on Instagram, and even that came back 50-50, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> that, that did not help. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, the magenta the magenta suggestion was right in the middle of the the blue and white and the the orange and, and yellow, mm-hmm. and it, it looks it looks way better. Uh, it does. I think it, he just, it looks great. He would look subpar with either the blue or the orange, I think. Just yeah, I mean, we were look. talking about this a little bit before the lesson, uh, the lesson, sorry, uh, <laughs> before the, the, the interview, before the podcast, that um, if you do plasma glow effects, it's well worth using one of the updated color primaries. So by that, I mean, when you think of primary colors, what do you think of? It's normally red, blue, yellow. Um, but when you load um, ink into your printer, what colors are there? It's, it's cyan. Cyan, magenta. Yeah. <laughs> so, silent magenta yellow yellow okay uh, k k stands for black for whatever reason i don't know why so okay. those are the updated primaries uh cyan magenta yellow between those three you're able to mix a much wider subset of colors than you would be with the old color chart so if you're doing plasma glow effects if you really want to make them pop and really give them kind of like that zip factor try instead of using red or blue try using a turquoise try using a magenta mm. um especially with osl effects because they look freaking phenomenal so okay magenta um it's as people learn more about color and color theory and develop this um scientists have discovered that magenta isn't really a color that naturally occurs it is a we we perceive magenta because we we see two wavelengths overlapping one another at the same time to produce magenta okay oh so it's like it's like right where say like infrared and normal red would interact yeah exactly um now i i understand enough to be able to regurgitate that sentence but yeah. i don't know enough to be questioned on it okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh, i won't i won't drill you then yeah yeah it's, it's, it's kind of like chaos theory or like uh physics like i'll know enough to understand what an expert is telling me but i won't necessarily be able to field any meaningful questions so i understand enough to to, to be able to regurgitate that bit of information but 
in a more practical sense, how do I apply? This is crossing the Rubicon, right? This is how you take this wonderful theory that's very chaotic and abstract and confusing and put it mm. into more practical realms. Well, if you were doing a OSL effect, try using magenta, try use turquoise instead of maybe uh, something else you were thinking of. Because those colors, the color primaries, magenta especially, pop so much harder than mm -hmm. other colors uh, that you could possibly use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I think when I first saw Alex's uh, jetpack there, I realized just because like, I, 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 when I first thought about it, I was like, ah, magenta, that's going to be a darker color against mm -hmm. the black. It's just going to be lost in there. And as soon as I saw it, I was just, I was blown away at just how it stood out and how effective it was and how it actually really did look like a light sword compared yeah, to like blues. And... Yeah. It looked right. It did look right. Yes. That's. Oh, well, thank you guys. Uh, if anyone's interested in how to do it, um, just spray a little bit of white from your airbrush at, at where the thrust would originate and then just glaze the magenta over it. There you go. <laughs> If you want <laughs> extra pop, you could use a fluorescent magenta as well because they glow mm. slightly. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I, I tend to go for the darker, grittier um, aesthetic I, on my personal style. But yeah, uh, if, if you're an OSL guy, the fluorescent would probably actually give you a better pop, to be honest. Um, I, I, it looks like you're using uh, magenta on Abaddon's glow. Yes. Yeah, so is that is that the fluorescent one? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So if anyone wants to compare the two, look at my amateur jump pack and look <laughs> at Miles' professional Abaddon. That, that's um. just <laughs> at the moment. It has me. It, yeah, I'm looking at them now. Uh, that that is something I want to introduce because uh, when you think of just staring, it's black, gold, and red. Um, I didn't want necessarily to have a red underglow to it. I wanted something more interesting so magenta uh, it, mm. i wouldn't have used turquoise because when you think of turquoise when you think of blue uh you think uh coldly logical uh it, it comes with a lot of connotations with it uh with magenta uh, it, it's hot it's heat it's passion it's it's mm. uh but fucking madness <laughs> screaming at you uh, so yeah. that's that's what. That, oh, sorry, is this a clean podcast? No, no, not at all. Not oh, even, oh. not even, a, not even a little bit. Not okay, even a little bit. brilliant. Okay, yeah, I'm not getting monetized on YouTube anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Cool. Yeah. So it, it, it's that. Um, in in contrast with the, if I was painting Gilliman, for example, I may have a turquoise underglow to him because you you have the connotations of that color. But yeah, with Avedon, definitely magenta. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, and actually, even the picture of Horus fighting the Emperor that I'm looking at, he's kind. Of, it, it is more of a red magenta, but it has that fluorescent glow to it. So. Yeah, yeah, it does. You, you could do so much with magenta. Uh, really, if you have not many. Uh, so uh, in the Horus Heresy, like I say, dark, gritty aesthetic, but you can sneak it in to places. So when you look at yep. word bearers, for example. Uh, the word bearers dark red. How do you create that dark red and still make it look interesting? Well, you can you can sneak a little bit of magenta in a dark red mm -hmm. to make it look a lot more interesting. And then you can highlight it with a brighter red instead of mm -hmm. just sticking in one portion of the color wheel. You can move around ever so slightly to mm -hmm. give and and that that is one of the uh, secrets. I guess that is one of the ways you can improve as a painter. Color choice. Knowing to where to apply magenta 
if you're painting a word bearer, you can sneak a little bit in. If you're painting a blood angel, you want to keep things towards the orange spectrum. So you don't want much in the way of magenta, especially in the mid-tone. Mm. Color choice, improving your color choice. That is, okay, I'm going to segue back here, sorry. Uh, but yeah, that is one of the things I try to stress in the Patreon, why we choose the colors we do in the context that we choose them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's important. If you guys don't have a color wheel, buy one. Yeah. Um, or just it's place an order from phone, Green yeah. Stuff World. They sent me one for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get, get yourself a color wheel. Yeah, it uh, it helps considerably, actually. I keep it right above my paint station. Mm-hmm. Helps cut down on that dream time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you're, ever ask, if you're ever asking yourself, what color should I use here? The answer is always magenta. Yes, uh, for me and now, it certainly is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm on that train. I use yellow for my Mechanicum, but... Uh, Do you want to improve that yellow? Uh, fluorescent yellow a, or magenta? A magenta shade to yeah. it. <laughs> you want to paint black? Well, magenta. undercoat everything magenta first. Oh, yes. yeah, actually. Because yeah. the warmer color would uh, give you some depth on it right out of yeah. the go. Uh, okay, just in case you don't know, it, 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 that, we're not being serious here, please don't, um, please don't try and paint black miniatures with magenta that'd be crazy <laughs> yeah it's not gonna work magenta and then just contrast paint over it yeah don't do that <laughs> yeah, don't do that um <laughs> but uh i i am using contrast paint as a good blending medium though it's uh i've, I've been starting to do that quite a bit actually they're find... nice as filters they're really nice to use as filters especially with metallics you get some really nice sheen effects and um like the end of of like last cannon barrels they're great yep. for that, the heat distortion. Ooh, yeah, it would be. Heat Actually, I didn't even think about that. Great for that. Because they're already pre-thinned. You could pop in your airbrush. You don't need to thin them down anymore. Yep. Blast them yep. away, clean them out. Perfect. Move on with your yep. life. Yeah, that's a really good point. Right on. Okay. Uh, thanks for joining us, Miles. I really appreciate it. And yes. uh, I, know, I know Craig does as well. Yeah, I was, uh, I was telling Alex that I was going to, uh, like, fanboy a little too hard i was a little worried i was gonna fanboy a little hard when you were doing this so <laughs> have you guys seen the flat earth documentary uh no uh, so it's on, yeah. it's on netflix and um oh god damn i can't remember the main guy off it but anyway um he uh, so he has this uh internet show that this youtube show where he explains flat earth theory and he's gained a little bit of a following from it and he keeps saying things like, oh, don't you know me? Like, I'm famous. But he, he kind of plays it off as if, like, he's not serious, but he kind of is. Mm-hmm. And I, m- my wife asked me, do you know when you're at events, do people recognize you? I was like, okay, occasionally. Like, oh, do they? Do you enjoy it? I hate it. Not because I don't like speaking to people, because I'm worried I sound like that guy. From the oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> you don't know who I am. I'm worried I sound like that goddamn asshole off yeah. that. Just you don't sp- recognize these blood angels? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what's a uh, humble brag? That entire guy's personality it feels mm. like a humble brag. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I don't want to come off like that. I mean, that's 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 my secret fear. I I don't think you would. Um, you, you're, you're a genuinely humble guy. Uh, yeah. I can tell you. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, at, at events. <laughs> um, I mean, I haven't seen you at an event, so I don't know. But 
yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure you're probably like, you know, baseball hat down, collar up, trying to be incognito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. Uh, fake accent. <laughs> throwing an American accent while you're in a yeah. band. No, I don't. I don't know that Miles guy. Oh, hey, Miles. <laughs> oh yeah, Miles uh, who? Like, no, I don't. I just wanted to ask you about magenta. I tried to paint this black mage. I completely fucked up. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> <Right on. laughs> all right guys uh thanks for listening um yeah. follow little legend on uh instagram as well at little legend studio and on facebook uh same thing uh if you can join his patreon i know it's helped craig and, and myself uh, oh, yeah. a whole heap of a hunch and uh follow us on instagram as well at the dab podcast uh on facebook at dab podcast and uh, if you want us to do any listener lists for you like we did for ryan earlier um just send us through a note either on facebook or instagram or send us an email at uh death and betrayal uh at gmail.com mm-hmm. and that's it for us and uh those geller fields up Fucking thing sucks! We'll do it live.